I know it's a little weird, ladies and gentlemen. There's three people here, not two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all ages, good evening, Mr. BX Sports Jedi. Good evening. Hello, everyone. And hello back. We are graciously guested by my wonderful and future wife, Cardala Mohammed. Hello, Mr. Hello, everybody. Nice to see you guys. AKA future co-host of the Coquito Cabaret and the Noir Project. We'll get to that in the future. Tonight, today, or this evening, we are going to do a Echo series review. We just came out, and we're going to talk about it episode by episode, Get delve into the historical accuracy of the nation and everything else, and give our thoughts on what it will entail in the future and the series to come. Now, Mr. BX Sports Jedi Network, what is your recollection of Maya, a.k.a. Echo, before we get to the series? Well, this is a person that we saw her in the Hawkeye series. Yes. And, of course, the first Native American disabled because she's she is mute, uh, deaf mute as well. And seeing not just her senses, because she's not the first character. We saw Daredevil. Of course, he's blind. But now to see now the non-speaking ability you know, with the sign language and just open up the verse because you know it makes you want to makes you want to ask again like we like to do the water series what if there is a superhero with, with a disability in challenge and now we're going to see echo and i love her backstory now we're going to see in this series what's her origin what's she all about how did she became this badass assassin that we saw in the uh on the series with hawkeye so i'm really 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 want to see more of her backstory and what was her connection with fisk aka the kingpin now, before we continue, what is your connection to Maya Echo before we even delve into the series? Um, well, I will say I didn't know about her character before watching all of the new series like Hawkeye and Echo. Um, yeah. But I love her character, honestly. Like, I think she's awesome. And I really like that they chose to go with like, the um, spiritual and cultural connection to her powers. And I like that they really dove in on her um on her backstory in the series so i'm excited to talk about her yeah as well now before we delve into this this is going to be a recap and then an analysis of a recap episode per episode and we're going to just delve into things now the this is a synopsis half as we did with the other episodes and check out our other episodes on recap reactions and bx sports jedi network his channel as well he has wonderful things and on instagram and audio if you want to hear him see him or touch him well, touching costs a little extra, but everything else you get for free. Now, what we're going to do here is have a little recap. Thank you, Salute, everyone. In the beginning, we see a, or basically beings, underground, emerging from the water. As they get to the water, you see a spiral reminiscence of Kaori from What If Episode 6. Yes. And they are drinking from the water. They see their hands have the same spiral, but in counterclockwise position, we find out that the Choctaw Nation uses that counterclockwise symbolism that represent life and everything else and all of a sudden a earthquake happens the main leader of that of those beings is holding up the the ceiling while everybody seemingly is jumping into that hole one after the other after the other and at the end she holds it hard hard enough disappears light flashes we see that they are in somewhere in an earth we find out it's earth but somewhere in a earth they at the same time we're covering covering brown type of skin markings as of the native americans on their skin uh, the main person as well had ones on, on her chin 
as they're looking up at the sun, their skin peels or flakes like like um, clay and everything else. We find out that the first woman to step up and everyone's asking, what should we do? They move forward. And that person's name is Chaffa. Now, before we continue, now, before we continue, again, this is all speculation, but this is a good point about this. Now, we it's basically been confirmed that they, these beings were in a pocket dimension at the same exact time this was happening. My wonderful co-host said that she's there under Earth, but a theory is up for you, Mr. Kevin. Yeah. At the same time this is happening, we know that this is all connected to the multiversal war. We know everything in time from beginning of time to the end of time has been connected because of Kang. Now, do you think, as a theory, the reason that they're... The pocket dimension got destroyed was because of the multiversal war, and they had to just get out. Like, okay, our house is destroyed. We're out of here. Your thoughts? It could, it could be with that, especially the way we saw with Loki grabbing onto all the different theories back to back to the Loki series of all the multiverse stringing together, trying to save yes. them. That could be a dimension where it might have been being almost out of existence, and they jump, and when they jump in, they're jumping in, and they, because remember. As we're going to see in the story in, in this whole entire series, there's a phrase or a saying, and I don't want to go ahead and spoil it, um, that they're going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to touch back to it, that they say, they tell Echo later on, that's going to go back to this particular point that we're talking about. So I'm not going to spoil it. Just remember that. Just, just get that mark there. Um, you see that. And and I thought about that. So yeah, that looks like it, it's tying into Loki and which you want consistency in the Marvel universe where things yes. make sense and not, you know, what is this? tying with that and i and i appreciated that also when we saw the what the what if series the blue water as the tasseract was split as we saw in the in the kahani series uh in the what if series there and, and i go is that tasseract or i say is that tasseract power is that 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 story coming to life here in this echo series or is this inhuman or is this mutant or you know there was a lot of questions in that particular moment and and I stopped and I go, all right, let's see what this leads us to. And I thought of all of that thing there. And and I like the fact when you're talking about when they're coming out of the mud, goes back to creation. We were created out of dust, out of mud. You know, when the sun, the mud starts drying off and you peel up and they're, they're breaking into and coming into life, like the creator giving life. And they were coming into this world. So I, I liked all that aspect. It touched all the different aspects. And, and I'm like, okay, it's intriguing. Let's go. The first opening scene was very, 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 very inspirational. Of course, your thoughts. Yeah, I will say we um, we had a lot of conversations while we were watching the show where he was kind of questioning it from the perspective of the MCU. And I was looking at it from the perspective of how is it tying back to real Choctaw myth? Yeah. And I really do appreciate, like I got emotional before we even started this and like during every episode, like how much they, how much dedication they put into like the authenticity of the Choctaw community. Like it was real businesses. It was real, a lot of real places and real traditions. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I've always wanted that to be more represented. Yes. And to be perfectly honest, and this is specified by them themselves. This was the Marvel's version of the Choctaw origin of creation. This is not the right. creation of the Choctaw people. This is just the Marvel's version. Yeah. But put that out clear as day. People are like, no, no. They said it themselves. We continue on and skip about, we don't know how, we, actually we don't know exactly when Chaffa emerged 
from the pocket dimension. So we just say beginning of time. Let's say that. We right. fast forward to 2007, where Maya as a kid is a cousin and her cousin Bonnie are doing a nice little, and they're describing the story of how Chaffa was born and everything else through shadow puppets and how people, and that's how the Choctaw people and Native Americans used to use mm -hmm. by singing and dance and by by puppetry or, Saturday, or shadow puppetry. Yeah. And Maya tells Bonnie, you're my sister. Bonnie's like, we're cousins. I don't care. You're my sister. It starts to rain. We find out that her mother, which is, I think, I forgot her, number, her mother's name, is also deaf. And it starts to rain. She says, I want some ice cream. Oh, there's no ice cream. Hey, I'll go. Come on, Maya. Let's go get some ice cream. While this is happening, the grandmother and the grandfather are having a nice little talk with them and everything else, talking about biscuits. Well, shout out, shout out to the new Avenger biscuits. Later on, we'll talk about him. <laughs> um, then we, not knowing after the grandma and grandma, grandpa leave, we see that Chula looks out the window and sees a, a, a sap sucker. We don't know what that is until later on. And thank you. Thank you for that. And the mother's name is uh, Taola. Thank you for that. Mm. Taola. And we didn't know what that means. And as Maya's looking at her mom, mom's looking at her. Boom. T-boat. We find the origin of how Maya lost her leg because there's a sharp shrapnel literally in between her little leg. It's gone. And then her mom, when she looks at her mom, her mom, maybe they did this canonically, but they did this kind of a representing, representing Echo's comic book origin she had kind of like a face print or a handprint on her hand on her face on that side you couldn't see that much but she was gone and the only thing you could hear is her, her is echo's heartbeat yeah and her looking at her mother we go a little bit more to the hospital where we find out that the father and uncle henry are in are in the business of crime they find out that someone cut the brakes but they were taken care of the mother says well great more deaf with more deaf and everything else Chula tells him, get the hell out of here. Don't ever come back. You killed my mother. You killed my you killed my daughter. So I will never forgive you. And the the, the father and Maya take their stuff and they leave. Now we go a little bit more to do that to, to when we get to Hawkeye when when Maya is in the, the karate studio and everything else. They did cut out the part where Maya met Kaz, and that was a different thing. And thank you, Amy. You should watch. It's really good. We're re recapping it. So you're, you're about the same thing. Now, we also see that we, I think this is Uncle Henry and uh, the brother exchanging money in the corner. Then you see Uncle. Then you see Uncle Uncle Fisk. Uh, he wants to have some fun and everything else. We we cut a little bit more. We get the we basically get a recap of the Hawkeye series of everything that's happening. We get a, we get everything else. And then we get to a certain point. But before we get there, we also find out by the recaps of what we were watching, mm -hmm. there is a basic deleted episode. They, at the last minute, it was supposed to be six episodes, but at the last minute they cut it and then basically used and reused footage from Hawkeye and put it in the first episode as a excuse. Now, what is your thoughts on that before we continue, Kevin? Yeah, you, you're, you're finding out where how the dad eventually got connected with Fisk, you know, because we if we because we're already seeing Hawkeye, so we already know what's going to happen in the future to see what's going on and how that was connected there. Also, the accident of of Taola to find out the brakes were cut. Why were the brakes cut? 
Was it meant for the Lopez brothers? Who was behind it? They didn't really dive into it too much. Or, no. or, or for me, it just went over my head. Why was those breaks cut? I wanted to know that. That's what I left with that. But is there a money issue? What was going on? And of course, I love how you you brought back Biscuit. You know, they didn't show who this Biscuit guy was or person or or if it was a dog or what. And I'm like, yeah, the name kind of seemed intriguing. I kind of want to see who it is. So we'll find him out later. They set that up nicely there if you look at it. Um, When I wanted to see, like you said, that episode that was cut, the New York, the money exchange. What what was the reason why Fisk got anger and, and bothered with Lopez with the main father. Why? Yep. What was the reason? And and I get they, they started explain there. I guess when you're in when you work in that shady business, things are about to catch up to you, comma, whatever the case is. And and that's where we stand there with 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 Echo at this point that of the of your story that we're talking we're talking here right now. Exactly. And it's weird. Your thoughts. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They never did touch on um like who cut the brakes. Like was it somebody that was paid by fist to do it was it a personal vendetta like you're right they never did touch on that never um i didn't want to spoil anything about it yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to that again I, I hate to leaving things incomplete ladies and gentlemen but i just don't want to spoil the story that we want to tell you of the whole series yeah. that's but i wanted to get i want to touch that about the breaks i had a theory at that moment where this thing was unfolding but then it it Turn out it not so I'll get back to that too. So just re- constantly yeah. just re- mentally remind me that so I don't leave people in a cliffhanger. Of course, that's a break. Now we continue on that after the father died by Ronan's hands, Fisk with which we didn't know this one of many ASL trans translators in the background, not just the same one. It was actually different people. I didn't know that. We didn't know that. Then he tells her, look, we, we just want to help you. We want to take this anger and, and train you and use it. So she goes on her first job, which is basically rival gangs are talking crap. So they want to, like, Fisk wants to, to, to take them out. Okay, sure. So on her first job, she goes to two guys that didn't even know that she was mute. Didn't even know that. Was like, let's, go, let's go in there, which I did love. In the beginning of the, of the sequence, it's very mob mentality. He knocks on the door. They open up the slot. Fist, fist thanks you for your loyalty. I wonder why he said that. Wow. Oh, yeah. grab, grab. This fucking departed style. Yeah, that shocked me. Departed style. Like, this is not Disney anymore. Let's just, let's That's go. Right. As we continue on, very good fight sequence. Very daredevil fight sequence. Very hallway, in and out, everybody else. Love Maya it. is shocked because it's like, what the hell am I even doing here? I'm just I'm supposed to fight, not kill people. At the moment where it did a nice little one take or one, one shot, it, the guy got to her, and then she did a nice little guillotine anaconda, like just a nice little vice. And the director clearly said this was the origin of the villain Echo right mm. here. Or the villain basically Maya, because she didn't have a nickname until then. Mm. So when she snapped that neck and everything went slow, you saw that something snapped in her at the same time, and it was go time. Right. From there, she used a variety of attacks. And before I even continue... Before they went to the meeting and said the whole loyalty thing, security guard patted down the two guys. Love that body. part. Security guard patted down the girl. Oh, you got to turn around. And then he started being a little handsy. Got, got a little kicked in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Then during the fight scene, she, she signs again. Oh, you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then beats his ass to bits of his life. As we're fighting, someone unexpected comes. It's Daredevil. Not, not She-Hulk booty call Daredevil. No. This is Netflix. <laughs> 
Daredevil. I'm always going to call him Booty Call Daredevil, okay? I always say that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to HS Super Aggro. Welcome. And they have a nice fight. And this is a wonderful contrast of styles. You have a blind person versus a deaf person. Where And they explain Daredevil has a sense that he can see forms and shapes by the, the, the heartbeat and movement and, and, the, and the environment. And this is not comic book Echo. Where comic book Echo is basically a female Taskmaster. Where ta Taskmaster can, can copy other people's abilities and, and fighting styles and then use it for... Oh, no, they took that away. She is also... But she is a prodigy. They kind of hinted that in the beginning of the first episode. That she's a prodigy of anything. Electronics, yeah. linguistics, everything. They have a wonderful, they have a wonderful fight, and then we kind of figure that Daredevil was casing this gang member to try to connect him to Fisk, because this is the same time Daredevil is trying to connect Fisk in the series. So that's a nice little Easter egg that we never knew, and mm -hmm. the fight was glorious, in my opinion. Nice little contrast of styles, nice little Japanese stance styles that Daredevil would do a couple times. We also find out that that she got hit in the kidney a couple times. Once by the thug and once by Daredevil, beautifully done. At the end of it all, he left. He got out of there. Maya survived. And Kingpin, after coming back, after she went back to Kingpin, said, you know what? You lasted longer than any of my other henchmen against this guy. Well done. Kind of saying that you weren't going to win. This is an unwinnable situation, but you actually came back alive. One, that's cool. And two, you lasted long. That's pretty badass. I'll give you that. We fast forward a little bit more. Hawkeye series, Ronan explained that the bot that Fisk was the one that did this and everything else, and then the gunshot. Boom, Fisk is on the floor. We fast forward five months later, she's going back to Oklahoma with a bloodshot gunshot in her stomach. Now, Cardala, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. was your thoughts on everything else up until that point? Um, I love how the fight sequence was filmed, like where she's coming in and it's her first time she has no idea what's going on and i really like when they cut to her perspective um you know and how she sees the world and i wish they did that a lot more yeah. like i almost wish it was like a whole episode or something but um yeah i really like that i like the fight sequence um and i like that she held her own with daredevil and she got like commended for that like it's not like she went back to fisk or sorry Back to Fisk. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I was allowed to talk about that part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if she went back to Fisk. You know, maybe she was scared she'd get scolded, but no, he was like impressed with how well she held her own. So yeah. I was also, curious about did they ever address the gunshot part? No. no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later on. Okay. Your thoughts, Kevin. That's Sorry. a good point. That's a good point. A good no, point. that's a great point. I thought I, I, you know what? I'm with you. I thought about that same thing when that at that second there because the yeah. time lapse didn't make kind of sense. But first and foremost, what I really appreciate was, of course, when she got patted down. You know, there's a lot of sucios out there that would do that yeah. to a female. I like that she fought back there, and then she goes, "Oh, she was like that made her day. I get to kick and really knock the leaving daylights out of you again. You're back again. Let's go. I like that. I like the fight scene." First and foremost, also it's telling me, like you said, it's letting us know in a way, shape, or form that is canyon to the Netflix series of yeah. all the defenders, uh, defenders, um, Daredevil, maybe you know, everyone from from the whole Netflix series there 
which I, I was asking that question. Are we changing this? Because we, like you said, we saw Booty Call Daredevil, the Golden Daredevil in She-Hulk. Yeah. I wanted, I'm glad that's just probably a one-off comedy thing or whatever the case is. But I like the fight sequence. I like that they're showing that, like you said, chasing him, similar to the first Daredevil series, season one, when he wants to go after Fisk, his empire. I enjoy that part there. The fighting scenes were really good. Um, like you said, the cinematography went back to the Netflix with the with the single hallway view there. I appreciate that. I was, you know what? This is, you know what? This is episode one. It's starting to get really good because it's giving me that that signature Netflix vibe that everyone fell in love with that enjoyed these series. And everyone's expecting something Disney. They're expecting goofiness. They're expecting goofy Mickey Mouse kind of. And no, they went to that little bit of that Netflix realm. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm now this is episode one. I can't wait to see how this is gonna play out in these next few episodes. So I was intrigued on that. For her to hold herself against the Daredevil, I like when Fisk has, you know, you lasted longer. Now it makes me wonder, why did you send her out there then? Because she was she a female and you thought you might touch the hearts or find out how how much of a emotional person is Daredevil to see there's a weakness in a female male perspective, because you send her out there to kind of sacrificial lamb, but she did surprise you by being a walking weapon and and surviving and going one-on-one -on -one with that combat. Cause he watched everything, you know, he has hidden cameras everywhere. So he saw that. So I said to myself, there's something here. He sees potential in Maya. Let's see how he's going to manipulate her into doing his bidding. Like we've seen before in the Hawkeye series. Yeah. And, I, and that was a good point. Before we continue, we got a question from agent super aggro. Uh, the opening sequence about the birth of the Echo people, is there a connection with the animated What If episode with the native, Indi native Indians who found the mystical pond in that cave? Now, the directors kind of said that it's similar, but it's not. It's not. This is not that they, they, where they were was a spiritual pocket dimension. And what the Tesseract did was send them to a whole new dimension. And it only did that because it was cracked by Ragnarok. So those were special circumstances that happened in that specific, specific thing. But they did explain that the Choctaw people had at like counterclockwise spirals. So at the same time, it could be that. Maybe the Tesseract is connected to the spirituality of, of Native Americans. We don't know, but it's connected in some way, Super Agro. So I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, I will say in terms of like the connection to the Choctaw myth and everything, yeah. the this the spiral is supposed to represent um like the backward like the serpent and like the connection to like the underworld and everything yeah. i don't know about like the spiritual connection to water necessarily um but like there is actually um i forget the name of it but there is like this giant earth mound that's like that's somewhere in mississippi um that was erected like a thousand years ago that is like very sacred not a thousand years ago but it was erected very long time ago and is very sacred to um the Choctaw people yeah. so yeah i know that much at least and that is kind of like their creation myth is that um people that they came from like underground and were clay and the clay was kind of like shed yeah so yeah right that's a good I remember, point I, I remember in all of in, in all of the four Christianity, a lot of the natives from Central South America, from the Indian culture, worship the sun, the, the moon, the, the wind, the elements, the earth. You know, that's a lot of the Native American, not just Native American, but in the indigenous culture. You know, Montezuma in, in, in Central South America, you know, the moon, the stars, all that, you know, one connection with the earth and the planet. And that, and Disney, in their way, in their way, or a non-fictional way, was 
trying to bring that to light there with with that. So I, I kind of see a little bit of semblance. It's not again. It's television. It's entertainment. People don't take a narr- don't take a narrative that had to be punctual with the the culture. It's they're telling a story of a of mm-hmm. a television series. So people tend to get their panties in a bunch. Gotta hold on a second. Mm-hmm. That is true. And we continue on. Where again, I'm kind of get pissed at this, but we can explain at the end of the episode one. He she, she lands in Tomaha, Oklahoma, with a blue bullet wound in her stomach. We don't know where she got it. We we never did. Either way, she drives around at nighttime, always falling over. She gets to Oklahoma. We see the inside of the town. Mostly everything there is, is historically accurate and geograph- geographically accurate to be to be precise yeah. of Oklahoma and Tomaha, except for the sign that says "Welcome." That's a totally different thing to have it and something else. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she lands to she lands in her old house, and she we see a guy, kind of looks like Leonard from The Big Bang Theory, but like kind of like chubby a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And right. we find out that his name is Biscuits with his dog Jack Kirby, which is a nod and a reference Billy, to a movie. Billy Jack. Billy Jack, yes, yes, Billy Jack to a to a nod to a movie of a half breed Indian man that was protecting the town from from criminals. Which I love that it was good, and he talked to Jack Kirby like he was a person. So like yes. I said, he's he's gonna be the next Avenger. Now I I excited biscuits is my guy too. We're gonna to talk about the question the, the 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 destiny of biscuits later on. We'll talk about that. Now he tells him that are you gonna to talk to Bonnie? She's like, No, I don't really want to talk to Bonnie. I'm just here for a little bit. I need you to help me for something. Just don't tell people I'm here. Where's Uncle Henry? Ah, oh, he's over there. Okay, all right, fine, thank you. And then we go on ahead to where Uncle Henry is, who is the he's the 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 manager of a, a radio a, a, a skating rink. Laser tag, uh, uh, I think it was like foosball, a bunch of things. It's like David Buster's all in one. It was pretty awesome. Yes, yes, it was pretty cool. We find out that Uncle Henry and her father was connected. That's, a, that's basically the same guy who was in the tracksuit mafia, just like her dad. But he he had a job in New York that he bring the dad over there to New York. He says that he's not going to help her. He's not going to get involved in anything. And what's funny is that when they they talked. They went all the way up to the that tower. No whatever reason why, but just being on a tower. I'm like, all right, sure. He showed Bonnie. Bonnie's a firewoman, which I'm really happy with, with her. And she's like playing basketball, kicking ass. Yeah. And she gets down the tower. He leaves. She leaves. She kind of senses her. And we kind of just cut to a hospital bed and the beeping of a machine mm-hmm. and Fisk alive. Or in a coma, presumably, with something over his over his things. Kevin, what are your thoughts at the end of the first episode? Yo, I wanted to see how Fisk if he survived or not. I'm glad they touched yes. that there, but um, you know, I guess it was just a shot to the eye. It looked like it, or or whatever the case is. Um, and he's alive. I'm like, whoa, what happened here? What what what's going on? And and. They kind of gonna show what happened to a point because remember we saw when we saw Hawkeye we just saw them in the shadow as the camera single times pulled away and we saw the shadow and we're assuming here gunshots so we're assuming a shot either to the chest or to the head so I figured it'll be something to the body where he might have survived I didn't know it was gonna be to the face the eye until that episode and going back there going re, going backwards when I thought saw biscuits talking about Billy Jack and talking to him like a person like I said there's is he is there a 
spiritual connection? Is there something where, you know, my, I wouldn't be surprised if the dog is going to be something with power, like you said, Avenger type quality, where the dog and, the, and him are going to have some type of connection where we're going to see, oh, damn, this because remember, we didn't see him as a child. Biscuit was was out of the was just named yeah. in that opening scene, so yeah. they kind of made it important. Oh, this is Biscuit, but then when they show him physically, you know, looks could be deceiving because we we know that he's the main man of the show. It's one of the best characters that we gravitate to. So I like the way they introduced that. Also, when the grandmother don't want to, you know, don't want to tell the grandmother that she's in town. Also, the sister, also the sister, aka cousin, not to tell the town, and she gives him a lot of money, even in the Marvel universe. Cash is king. Everything else could take a hike, and and I, and I was and I found that a little bit funny. There, she gives him money to keep silence and gets and and of course she's gonna go see her uncle. I was like, yo, Chucky, that was Chucky e. Cheese, Dave and Buster all in one. I'm like, yo, I want to go. I feel like, yo, I gotta go get me a pair. Of, I gotta get me go pair of skates. I gotta go skating. <laughs> it's a cool yeah. place. Your thoughts? No, I will say I love that place. I I definitely want to do some laser tag soon. Um, but no, for this episode, I do like that we definitely saw like the villain side of Maya. And like, it is kind of cool that um, now that you mentioned it, like you made the distinction of like, Maya's kind of the villain and Echo's kind of the hero. Yeah. And so, like I said, you see the villain side of her in this episode and that she's focused mainly on power and not so much protecting her family. Like she's not concerned about them at all. Right now. So. And it's kind of sad that way. Also, shout out to Vicky is a person that texted saying that it is the bounty for the king killer still out there. The king killer, yeah. And shout out to Vicky. He was he was the main villain in Van Wilder freshman year. I think it was Van Wilder freshman year, I think. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, best guy ever. I like him. Shout out to Vicky. He should like biscuits should be in the Avengers. And later on, I'm gonna say Vicky should be with with you know with Zemo. He's he he was the guy. He's the guy. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. Now we're going to the episode two, ladies and gentlemen. Two. Episode two, which is called Loak, which is a wonderful thing. I'm going to put it right here right now. Got a little things in the background. Now we start in 1200 AD, exactly, somewhere in Kansas. And we find out that there's a Choctaw stickball, which is kind of like rugby, football, and very violent. Now Choctaw people were up by five kicking everybody's ass main main person is loak wonderful woman athletic anything else then they go to the back who's roided up all right it's time it's time for you to get that 20 million dollars worth of money boy get up so he gets up and this big roided guy comes out of nowhere and just dominates the field and i love how they start it's like basketball where the old guy goes in the middle and throws the ball up but they're all like doing this at the same time to try to yeah. catch the ball to put it in there and then run to the other place the big guy is dominating in the beginning. It goes from five to one to, to, to eight to the seven, and then it's tied, nine to nine. We find out this is not a normal match. Whoever loses gets banished from the lands, which is scary to realize that the people that were there in the beginning, basically in the beginning of time, which is Choctaws, are going to be banished from America. Are you going to go to Canada or Mexico? I mean, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. But – during the final the final skirmish, after and by the way, Loak was very bratty, like, ah, I'm gonna lose. Like, he's got like chill the chill out. We're gonna freaking win here. All right, get your head in the game. She, as I like to call it, the Jordan moment. Mm -hmm. She's in the ball right there, just doing it, and she's like, and then she gets the vision of Chaffa. And then she gets the inspiration, does a Captain American move, basically, just a nice little roll flip over the whole group, 
and wins. Awesome. It was it was awesome. We cut to Maya is enlisting biscuits help. I need this on the list. And as I said, get the money. He goes to the grandpa and says, I need a camera. Oh, something small? No. Smaller? No. Small, small. Okay, I got it. All right, cool. So he gets all the stuff out there. He's still freaking out. I think this is the episode where he's trying to sell his PlayStation. No, that was after. That was after. No, I do after. love what um, yeah. Scully says. He's like, he specifically says, like, this is some militia, militia type shit here. Yeah. He's like, like, why do you want yeah. this? <laughs> he's like, why do you have it? He's like, don't question, don't ask no damn questions. Just so shut up. You know, okay. It's also yeah. cashing and a pawn place, and they, they accept gift cards. We cut, we get to everything else. I'm like, this is really a very, a very train episode. She gets all the equipment. She gets on the train. She finds out that fish fish shipping is in Oklahoma, and she just wants to. She needs to get on the train. That's her purpose. That's her mission. Just to get on the train. And after everything else that's happened, she gets on the train. And I did love the cinematography there. That while she's running, you hear nothing but her heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's a freaking roaring train. Yeah. She dodges the guards and everything else. She gets to uh, PX nine eight seven, the the crate. Gets inside, and we're thinking when we both saw it, okay, she's gonna steal something. She's there to steal something from Fist to, to get the, the better hand, the better thing. But then she leaves. They cut to it, and then they cut her getting out of it, and she has nothing on her, no satchel, no book bag, no nothing. I'm like, okay, if she took something, what the hell is it? And then she's like, woohoo, I'm the best! Ah, yeah, because she was really happy getting the hell out of there. She tripped because at the same time before this happened, they showed a very long pause. Of the connecting thing of the train, they mm -hmm. showed it a little bit too long. Yeah, right, clack, clack, right. Black, black. So when they went back to it, she fell and slipped. And I'm glad they they did this to the metal one, that the connector crushed her her, her metal leg, her metal foot. And at that moment, in a time of need, Loak and Chaffa came in, and her hands started glowing out of nowhere. Like what the hell? Yeah. And at that moment, she either and she had, she didn't have the strength. Of Captain America, say like that, I'm putting air quotes here. Um, but she timed it enough to get it off her foot, mm -hmm. and it still worked. I don't know how I don't know how biology works, ladies and gentlemen. But if you get crushed by a metal thing, it's destroyed. So whatever metal her foot is is pretty badass, like Iron Man armor. You need to market that, honestly. Perfecto. And as she's limping, she jumps off the train. This is this is the most craziest part, though. Biscuits, they have a tracker on each other. Like, follow the tracker, find me, Biscuits. Biscuits gets lost. And then out of nowhere, she he gets the ping. Sees the train on the left. And as I told you, he's about to take a hard left. Takes a hard-ass left. Goes straight to the train. And then he gets on. He doesn't get on the tracks. I'm thinking get on the tracks, but that's gonna mess up your tires and mess up your well, axle. It was, it was cool what she did, too. Yeah. She, like, stuck the... I was wondering why she did this. She stuck, like, the wrench or something in the gear so that it would she would he would see her yeah because she was like waiting for her ride like come get me bro yeah i'm already so, hurry up hurry up and then i did like also the fact that it wasn't a straight jump shot it was a it was an angle shot she had to jump and then go hard left and then make it just to make it and then she did and she used her foot too she used the broken foot kind of like a like a like a pirate stab or like buck and then rolled into it and Biscuits is like, oh, no, I think I killed my cousin. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Biscuits had a lot of explaining to do. We'll get to that soon. Mm -hmm. He stops the car. First thing he does is the check on the dog. Are you okay? 
All right, you're cool. All right. Now let's check on Maya. I'm okay. And they did it. So they're like, all right, cool. Thank you, Biscuits. Biscuits is freaking out because now he has to get back. That's his grandma's truck, by the way, who's, who is also a postal person. So he has to explain how truck got messed up and everything else. We then cut to where that, again, the train left. We then cut to New York City. We cut to a guy named Thomas Zane. It was Zane Thomas, more like that. And he's like, all right, is the ship in here? All right, that's all, that's all good. Let's go. We're going to go outside. As it goes outside, they open up the package that Maya opened too. And then we saw there's a nice little chemical thing a la Die Hard 3. Mm. Anyone gets that reference, you know what I mean? And then everything in that freaking factory, you know what I mean? Everything in that factory just blows the hell up except for Zane and his co- and his cohort. He gets up all pissed off. And it ends it right there. I thought she was just going to like spray paint a message on a train cart. Yeah, because she sent a message. Now, your thoughts on this episode as a whole? Because it was a really short episode. It was really mm-hmm. just a train episode. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's the action se- sequence was really cool. Um, this is where we realized it started to feel like a video game, kind of like the way it was mm-hmm. the show was set up. But I will say, like, the scene where she's jumping from the car, like, it the the one shot doesn't even do it justice. Like, you think that the car is almost directly behind it, but it, it's like, the, here's the car, and then here's the train. Like, she did a yeah. diagonal jump, yeah. so that was impressive. Which was awesome. So, I, I like the episode overall. It was pretty cool. Little added on thing there too. Chula finds out the grandma finds out that Maya's in town, and Biscuits being Biscuits finds out that he's in town. Because after all this happened, I forgot to say this. Biscuits is on the radio saying, "I got a semi brand new or mint condition brand new PS. Uh, it was PS3 or PS4. PS4. Not P- PS. PS. It was PS4. PS. No, PS3. PS3 for like 125 dollars. Okay, 100 dollars. All right, anyone can pick this up." And then, and then Bonnie's like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you selling your PlayStation? Oh, I need it because of this. And they're like, why'd you break the car? Uh, Maya. What you, what'd you say, Maya? Uh, 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 I can't I can't hear you. Like, that doesn't work that way. And then he takes up. So th- those two are realizing it. Kevin, your thoughts? Yeah, this episode, I liked it because it, it showed what was Maya's mission at back home in her and of course and by the way who the hell kept the lights on in that place all those years there were 20 years gone and and not even an ounce of dust i gotta find out who was their housekeeper because man yep. you gone 20 years that place was was pretty much clean it was a little it, it needed enough fresh coat of paint but i digress um to see her mission statement wanting to take down the kingpin empire her uncle not a good idea don't bring a war to this territory again maya didn't care about like you said earlier didn't care about her family it was just her personal vendetta her 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 own she didn't give zero care about her family that's why and i like that this this episode mentioned that or unfolded why she was there and we'll see it at the end that it was to bomb and, and take the armory down of, of the kingpin of all his weapons and whatever was being manufactured out of um Oklahoma. I also like the fact that she's putting her cousin on a mission, gives him a boatload of money, like like you mentioned. Oh, this is some militia crazy stuff. And I like that they introduced the grandfather back into it. He's the guy who would run the pawn shop, fixing things. At that point, he finds out Maya's back. And and why well, because eventually because of the leg crush, because biscuit brings the leg and he starts to fix it for her. Yeah. I like the fact that he goes, does don't tell Bonnie that because she's gonna be heartbroken. 
Also telling them, you know, this truck belongs to grandma. I, you know, it's a postal. All the little different details explaining in that episode, all the different details at the moment. I like the fact with where when she, when like you mentioned, jumping from train to train, getting stuck. I know we we see her on powers unlocking now. <laughs> she was held back currently bent on. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was like a little bent because her her knees bent. L- let me ask this here: Was that an adrenaline or was it a power, supernatural power? You know, because they yeah. say when you have adrenaline, people could pull pull up cars above your head. And of course, she separated the train. We seen that there, a little bit of realism with a little of fantasy at the same time. There, I like that. I like the fact that when she had to make a decision, there's a damn tunnel coming up, and biscuit biscuit is going nine. Like you going in that, you pushing that damn truck fast, yeah. and you're going to that wall of the tunnel, and then that's that whole action scene when she jumps, like you said, curve, and then he just cur- turns it hard, and, and the door. And I love it. he didn't give a care about he cared about the dog, Billy, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Man and you know, man and best friend. But other than that, yo, this episode set it up. Um, with now when she blow when he she blows up all his stuff, they didn't know he's still they don't she don't know he's alive, don't know if there's gonna be any retaliation. She thinks that she just really crippled that whole organization there. And I don't know if she sent that it was over in her mind at that point. Like I blew them up, they got blown up. Maybe yeah. I'm just gonna, you know what, I'm gonna leave here, I'm just gonna disappear. We don't know because she we don't know what she's thinking at that moment to set up for the next episodes coming up. So I'm like, okay, the plot is going to thicken. But at least we find out why she was there and how Manny, her uncle, didn't want that war to come to the city there. And then, like yeah. you said, Biscuit spilled the beans about selling his PlayStation desperate, desperation. Um, and just why didn't you just go back to Maya and say, yo, I need money to fix this car. I mean, yeah. she, she just gave you a boatload of cash. Why didn't you just go ask her to, go, to get more money to fix the bumper and start selling your PlayStation? And then he spilled the beans about Maya being there. It's like, oh, here you go. Oh, my God. So that that I like that cliffhanger and set it up, and then we're ready to go to the next uh, episodes there. True, and the next episode's called Tuklo, and this is based in the 1800s. Was based in real life story of the Light Horsemen. Now the Light Horsemen were made after criminals would go into native lands to do ransacking and the words I can't say in YouTube because they will strike me. But they made their own police force. The the every other tribe around the nations in the Northwest and Southwest to govern themselves, control alcohol, make sure people were doing the right things, make sure no one was getting hurt and everything else. Now we get to Tuklo, who's the daughter of a light horseman. That, that's their father. And she wants to be like her father. She has a force unlike her own. Nice little Easter egg that we both saw. During mm-hmm. the 1800s, they made it black and white, obviously. They made it more cinematic style. While every time they were talking, the father would talk, and there would be a sun symbol in the top, right? Then when Tuklo would talk, there would be a sapsucker, the hummingbird. There, not the, I think it was like no, the the, the woodpecker. Woodpecker. There. So we kind of because in every episode there's always a woodpecker. In the second episode, there was a woodpecker mm-hmm. during the time that she was doing the stick thing. It came out of nowhere and then left real freaking quick. In this one, the woodpecker is a representation of the symbol in the in the in the audio text, which is fine. I like that. That's a nice little, nice little thing. She tells her, you can never be a light horseman. Women are here to protect while we defend. And she tells him, how, like, how can I ever love something if I can't protect it? She goes to a river that's a real river near Kansas, near the Choctaw Reserve. And she sits there and reflects. As, as my girlfriend and wonderful co-host brought up, 
she senses something and she looks up into the sky as this is happening. They, the, the father and a group are going checking some criminals and they found out it's a trap and they're getting shot down by the enemies. Tukla being on a horse, mind you, gets her ass all the way over there to her father and with in Hawkeye accuracy, if not bullseye accuracy, we'll understand why I bring that word up later, knocks out all the guys. Boom, boom, boom. But before that, she braided her hair because all the Choctaw warriors would braid their hair to represent warriors. She did all that, and she was happy. Not Easter egg for you, and if you if you remember the episode, and you remember this too, mm-hmm. her eyes are as black as night. You can't see anything. And, th- and then we saw a picture of her in color. And you can barely see your eyes too. So before we continue, hmm. what are your thoughts on the history of the Light Horseman and the origin of Tukla? Of Tukla, sorry. Yeah, I, I enjoy that there, especially when he said women women give life, men takes. So yeah. it, it it's it it come that those exact same phrase talks talks about it later. We're gonna talk about that later in the episode. That was an important phrase, an important um lesson that Tukla got from her father. Or, or their beliefs of, of their of their customs. I love the act when you braid your hair, you're a warrior, bringing into that light, and and they serving a purpose. I like that she connected with the with the earth when she was when she heard, heard the bird and got into that zone. Like you said, the eyes blacked out because she got connected, knowing the sign of danger. She went to help, and and she just that black. It, it symbolizes us um, like when you black out. And you focus on something like, like you said earlier in that episode prior, when they were playing that lacrosse game, that she zoned out, she focused, like you said, had a Jordan moment, and she she see and she that's a, another reference of zoning out and focusing on the big task at hand. And her was to save her father, save her from from the danger or her or her people at that time from that danger on those on those valiants going out there and setting that trap. So it showed that there. I like that part there, and also. Talking about you know the little bit of it's not exactly accurate, but the history there was there was vigilanteism back then showing that there. So I I appreciated that that setup there for the opening sequence of this episode. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah, I will say I really liked the significance of Tuklo braiding her hair, knowing that it was something that only the men were allowed to do at that time, and she chose to do that and i actually like thinking about it now think it really kind of intertwines with the theme of the you know echo and everything and how her ancestry is kind of woven together in that way um and then also it's really cool you mentioned like them being warriors and getting into that state and like it it's kind of kind of like a flow state you know like when you're in that fighting and you just it's like uh, autonomous in ultra instinct, yeah. yeah, yeah, so I like yes, that. my girl watches anime. It's yes, he has me watch that now. <laughs> now to get off two little side things, Scully, Scully, uh, Chula visits Scully's in the pawn shop. Asked about, you know, uh, did Maya come over here? And that's that's after he fixed the the leg thing. He gave him a nice little golden thing that had the symbol of the Choctaw people on on the front. It was very beautiful. Um, Scully tells Maya, and it's and and you can see like. They broke up for a long period of time, probably after Taloa died. So mm-hmm. he's horny, and she's like, I don't want none of that. I don't want you humping my leg, verbatim. So he's like, he tells her, look, why don't you just talk to Maya? Like, all you ever do is talk. How about you just listen? 
and just actually just listen to her and listen to what she has to say. And you know, oh, you're just a horny dog. Like, look, she just no, she didn't say anything. She just got up and stormed off. She's like, yes, oh, okay. Maya in her room has a has a sudden vision of Chaffa, Loak, and Tuklo, and a little bit of another one, mm-hmm. right? But then at the same time, while this vision is happening, there is a a woodpecker, a, a sapsucker, passing by. So it's 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 like her own version of Spidey Sense, mm-hmm. which I do mm-hmm. love that like mm-hmm. bah, 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 something bad is happening to you. Or someone that you love, so you need to get out of here. That's a nice little Spider-Man thing. At the same time, it happened. Bop, she got kidnapped. Got mm-hmm. got um, you know, everything else. And, and, and everything is happening. Vicky ensures someone that she's here. Come to Oklahoma. Come pick it up. In comes Zane, and we find out that Zane's part of the Black Knights Club, which comic book wise is Bullseye's club. Again. That is that is comic and book accurate. So let's just go off that bullseye character from Daredevil, bullseye a, a character well connected with Punisher. So let's mm-hmm. just really play play around with that, ladies and gentlemen. He comes in. Zane's like, okay, where's the girl? All oh, the girls locked up. They locked her up with two girls. And I did like the little thing there that Z- uh, Vicky and the the skinny girl had a same kitty cat tattoo. I don't know if that's connected in any way, but yeah. either way. The other one, who I guess clearly didn't remember that she's deaf, kept on like, can you hear me? You're like, no, she can't hear you. She's deaf. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Zane tells Vicky, we don't have the money on me right now, but if you show us the person, we'll give it to you, which is a smart villain tactic. You just don't go to a meeting with the money. Like, if the thing is there, I will get the money, and I will mm-hmm. give it to you. But I want to see the goods first. There is some honor among thieves. Vicky thinks he's in control, tells Tells the tells go get Maya, but that's that's nothing altogether. Uncle Henry's there, lot like tied up. Bonnie tries to go to the front door, gets it there. Ah, it's locked. Goes around the back, goes to Uncle Henry. They see that someone's coming in, so they 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 uh, they unlock Uncle Henry. Uncle Henry tells Bonnie, "Oh, everything's fine." But at the same time, is sign languaging. Get out of here now. She sees that. Doesn't question like a smart person. All right, I'm out of here and just get the hell out. But she gets picked up too. She gets thrown in. Maya gets a nice little flabbergasted face. We get to see Bonnie and Maya, right? Bonnie can't really talk to Maya because Maya doesn't read lips as well. And I get that. That happens. We go a little bit more. Vicky is freaking out because he's like, Where's my money? He's like, We're not giving you the wicked money. And at that time, Maya sign languages, sign languages, freaking Bonnie. I'm gonna punch you in the face, and we argued with that because that was like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Give me a second to freaking let me process that. Yeah. That happened. No warning. No warning. They get out. Then this is something that was not really explained, but was really cool. <clears throat> Maya basically makes a freaking rivet gun out of parts never explain how she knew that okay let's go <laughs> so she made a bit of a gun, shot the lights turned it off but maybe even using the powers of of tuklo there because tuklo is a killer crack shot the girl comes in gets shot repeatedly with rivets and ladies and gentlemen i've been hit with a rivet it's not a all-around pain it's the pain where it hits you and then the curve so if you get hit in the rib, you're going to feel that pain and a curve. It, it's just tremendous 
mind-numbing pain that never goes away. So getting hit with face, boob, 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 <sighs> chest, right here in the sternum. and sternum, and they get kicked in the face, she's out. Done. Maya sends a picture of that woman to Vicky saying, you're next. The girl sees it, her, her his accomplice. Uh, I think I have something to do in the parking lot. I'm going to and she gets the hell out of here. They said, you know, let her go. She's, she, she knows what's up. Vicky's like, well, you know, we, we kind of confirmed that she's here. Can I get the money? You know, let's take it out. Like, And now I did love the, the thing that said Zane's like, well, we're going to take him out. Let's take him out. And he jumps over the railing and gets shot multiple times. It's heads upside down. Looks like something out of out of the forest. R.I.P. Vicky. Should have been should have been with, with Thanos and should have been with Zemo. He would have survived. What are your thoughts on that at, as a whole, Cardala? Up to that point of Vicky's death, R.I.P. Vicky. Um, I will say I like that, you know, in the beginning of the episode when Echo or uh, when Maya is like standing at the lake and then she starts feeling that kind of spidey sense and mm -hmm. her ancestor are like screaming at her like, hey, something's about to happen. Um, and then I like the part where when after Bonnie gets captured, which like she was she was good at catching on, but she wasn't subtle enough that no. like the 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 one girl like noticed. Yeah. So like if she had been a little bit more swamped, yeah, yeah, yeah. she might have gotten away the with it. The skinny one noticed it like and then immediately followed her out. Yeah. And then Bonnie didn't even try to wait. <laughs> she just like was like, oh, let's go. And yeah, so that didn't work out. But I like the part where Bonnie's like thrown into the closet and she like turns around all pissed off, probably trying to like find something to get herself out. Yeah. And she sees Maya and her face just like drops. So I like that part a lot. That's true. Your thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that part where you said the warning was, you know, she hasn't interpreted yet. She's getting the signs of, of the woodpecker coming out like a, it's like a spidey sense, a warning, yeah. seeing the visions, still don't know what, why she's getting visions of, of these ancestral, ansec, I, I got tongue tied, her ancestors <laughs> there at the moment. And she didn't. She didn't notice that. She's and yeah. that's slowly but surely gonna evolve in her to wake something up. We already know that she's got some type of homing issue where, oh, where she could. She's focused. She could, like you said, bullseye. Like she could go in there and she's an assassin. Focus on shooting with the rivet gun. She's because she was trained already. We know that prior in the Hawkeye series, how she is a hell of a shot. She knows how. She's a good marksman, and she was shooting and with a rivet gun. Like whoa, she really. She did some MacGyver stuff in that in that episode there. You know, she just made up up there. And then I like when she signed her and she's gonna punch her cousin in the face and just went whack. You know, just punched her like why you you know, kind of like what the hell you why did you come here? That was to me. I felt like that. I said, Porque te veniste a presentar. Why you nosy here? You should have stayed stayed over there, over there. So you you got it. So also for for those other two, especially that lady, I think that woman. There's going to be something later down, the skinny lady that left. I think there's going yeah. to be something with her later down the road because for her to just leave like that. And you said whatever that tattoo is, probably is for a gang or a member, like you said, where the other guy was from the Bullseye Club, where yeah. maybe she's in another rival or another another villain that they're going to introduce later down the road. So that's always Easter eggs to be continued. Um, Vicky got what he deserved. He got shot. He got done. Por, por yeah. chota. There you go. You bought now you messed up. Also, you're gonna mess up that nice skating ring and, and all the other yeah. stuff that comes with it. You deserve it. You deserve it. That's true. We continue on a little bit more where Echo does get away, and Echo is still going through the laser team. Henry, which I do love this little thing here, too, where Henry is like, Look, 
I got nothing to do with this. Like, but let's give it the hell out of here. But at certain points, after Vicky got murdered, and they focused on his face, which I did love that little, very Netflix. Um, then Dracula by Rob Bud Zombie song came on, and then mm-hmm. my, I did like the, the 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 when this is the I wish I had a reaction of this. When she heard that, she's like, "Oh, cool." When I heard that, I'm like, "Oh shit!" I looked at you, and I was like, "Yeah, like, shit's about to go down." And I did love that they took they took Henry to the electrical box. They and he, he and Maya had already booby trapped that. And I did like a little detail that when he opened the box, Henry and I noticed that again. Henry looked at the box, looked at it for a second, and then looked at the guy who was about to touch it. I'm like, oh, and they, they told her, "Don't do that," because he knew that she was was booby trapped. Mm-hmm. Boom, and then the fight started. I did not know. My girlfriend reminded me that he that Echo has a knife in her boot, so that's why certain attacks are very bloody. And there was blood on the ball. There's blood on the floor. Mm. Now here's a nice little fight too. She came through the Keep America Skate Again sign, and you and yeah. we both saw this. Slid, and then then grabbed the guy's head and smacked it on the floor, which made blood come out. We did see that. Two little wonderful things. And you you said that too. The guy's on the freaking uh, on the ice rink table thing, and he gets kicked. I don't know why you're doing up there for no. Yeah, why are you doing over there? She gets manhandled onto a pinball machine. Does nice little leg. Does nice little leg uh, triangle on the guy. Gets out of it and does one of the most. And I'm gonna say, if people in the wrestling should know this, the most perk angle. German suplex. Yes. High angle I've ever seen in my fucking life. And if people know what Perk Angle is, you know yeah. who the hell I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, we continue on. Nice little fight in there and everything else. But at the end, they get caught. They get stopped. Zane is pissed the fuck off. He's like, all right, I'm just going to kill you. I'm going to kill him. And at the moment, he's, he's about to kill Maya. In, in a New York minute. Everything can change. He's like, um, uh, uh, uh hello, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right here with the, but, um, but, uh, and you see him like machinating his head, like, all right, let's get out of here. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. And I, I, and I'm like, that, okay. So we both thought, who the hell was that? But we get to that in a second. Henry's like, we barely survived this. Like, ah, someone must have called. They called up. Who the hell do you think it was? While he's like, get the hell out of here. You're going to murder more people. Leave, Maya. Maya goes back to the, to, to her cabin, to her house. And who comes out of the shadow? But fucking Kingpin with a freaking eye patch. And she is shocked. And she is shocked and just PTSD'd. Kevin, your thoughts on the episode at the end? Yeah, I thought he was. I, is he? She's hallucinating because remember, she's seen visions of her ancestors. So I, I, So I don't know if that was for real. Or was yeah. that you know at, you know at real time or or just her hallucinating thinking that's you know kingpin coming out? I'm like, is that real there? And then just stand there that classic epic cliffhanger of them standing and facing each other. And then, but when what makes me think no because for him to just not kill them and he gets the New York call and stop only a person with that kind of power like a kingpin will make a from from you know stopping you from getting killed after all that trouble that she put you through and you and he's gonna say no don't do nothing i was like oh yeah this is real at the, you know when when that episode finished i was like before the new one started i was like damn is that real is that her thinking or hallucinating but i don't know only if only him with that power could stop it and i love the fighting scene like you said 
the 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 pinball with the Kirk Angle German suplex phenomenal job. It was a the high fighting. angle. Oh my god! I had to tell my girlfriend like, there's two types of German suplexes. There's a German suplexes where you get them like on their shoulder, and there's a high angle one where the neck yes. is just destroyed. Yeah. yeah. The best part is that like prior to like this scene in this episode, he was saying like, oh, I don't really know if I like her character, like. You know, mm. you were kind of saying like she's kind of bratty, little, yeah, she's like, kind of bratty. whatever. She like all of this, and then once she did that, it was like, oh, you know, I like. Her. I like once her. they played that plus the Rob Zombie song, like yeah, that, that helped a lot. That helped a lot. That that really it set up. I mean, it, it touched the emotional aspect of the of a fighting scene. You know, like if you were to if you were to ask yourself if I really want to get get it going down, and I'm putting on the headphones or Walkman, you that's one of the songs you want to put on your track list. Yeah. And you want to go and go kick ass. So I love exactly. that that aspect and it and check the box there. You know, if you if you know I love that part. I also enjoyed the uncle. Like he you know he's like I didn't want this come to come to blows to my town but I'm in it now. Let's go. You know what? Yeah, and and then for Maya, Maya was gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna leave because they let me go here. They gave me a second chance. I just leave, let me leave town. I already caused enough trouble. I was asking myself, who's gonna hell? Who the hell's gonna pay for the damn repairs now in the damn uh, skating nope. ring? Uh, there's a nice that, little thing here. There's a nice little. I, uh, I forgot to say this. Thank you. For, like, sorry about it, Kevin. Um, there's a nice little thing here as well. When the episode started, Uncle Henry's crew. He's a, is in charge with fist shipping as well. He said, yes. Look, I'll well, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the hit from this. You guys are not gonna get in trouble. We did this everything by the book. We did not know this was gonna happen. I'll take the hit. So he knew, and his crew knew at the same time. Like, yo, we're doing illegal things, and something illegal just happened, and something like, are we gonna die? No, you're good. You're good. So I love that Uncle Uncle Henry, in his own world, is an underboss mm-hmm. for Fisk, at least in, in Oklahoma, at right. least at that point. Kept everything good. We continue on to episode four, Taloa. And this is in 2008. Now, obviously, a year after her, her, uh, Maya's mother died, and a year after the father went to New York and joined the tracksuit, the tracksuit mafia, we see that uh, Fisk is waiting in the truck, waiting in his car, and waiting for Maya to get ice cream. Like she just got out of like whatever, and she's going to ask for ice cream, and she's and she's saying like she wants like something, like I want this. He's like, and the guy's like pointing it out, like she's trying to tell her. She's trying to tell him in sign language and even tell him in visual aid, like, I want this. I'll get the hell out of here, whatever. And another detail I didn't notice this, this can shakes when he did that. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, just a little, like, a little shake. I'm like, mm, uh-oh. Is that right? And then he, Maya gets in the car. He's like, I didn't get no ice cream. He's like, oh, we're right back. And there's an ASL translator in there, too, by the way, mm-hmm. in the in the car. And he knows that he was, little, he was in the corner. Mm-hmm. He gets out. Just basically, and again, another wrestling wrestling reference. Uh, WCW, the Giant versus Rey Mysterio, which basically just threw his ass everywhere and just murdered him with his big, gigantic hands. Once again, I had to explain. I didn't have to explain, but I love to explain to my girlfriend this little fun fact that she didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. The 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 kingpin is basically ninety percent muscle, ninety to ninety five percent muscle. He was a big boy. He was a very big boy, but after time. He didn't like to be called fat, so he just trained constantly. And he is a bare knuckle brawler and fighter like Kingpin, like um, like Daredevil's dad. So they're both a fighter and all muscle. That's why, in a good in a good callback to Hawkeye, when she got when he got shot with a freaking arrow in the heart, he looked at her like bitch and just broke it off because it wasn't going to do anything. And at the same time, 
Hawkeye shot him with five explosions that went one way and another way, and he still got up, got shot in the eye. We'll talk about that in a second, and still survived. So that's the durability of Kingpin. But he has a fra- he has a, a, a fragile side because when he did that, he called whoever he called probably his lawyer or the suit or the, the guy who makes suits and says, "I need a new suit. I don't want Maya to see this. Mm-hmm. I don't need her to see this." Now Maya's there, and he tells her without sign languaging it, like, you don't need to see this. You need to get out of here. Her first response was go to him and just start kicking his ass. Because I'll be like, I want some ice cream. I want some ice cream. This is your fault, not mine. And then he felt some kinship with her, like a surrogate daughter. And then we go to where we are now. Guards come from behind her because, again, she's freaking deaf and doesn't really hear guards behind her. They rustle her. And then with the easiest of if a feather touched the, touched the water, she put, and I said that too. He put the 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 we call that the contact the contact. Yeah, like so easy. Like I'm like, oh wow, like people fight for hours for that. But okay, you did like it's nothing. Okay, cool, whatever. And then we find that he get gifted her and speak to ASL machine, basically. Now before we continue, question: smart idea by Fisk or just lazy? Because he didn't want to learn ASL. It's been 17 years since he's met her. And just, just you know what? I appreciate he went for the AI. He took a long time to, to design it. I mean, yeah. he's a kingpin. You know, you know how much he put? I mean, whoever designed, whoever designed it, whoever designed it for him, and yeah. engineers. Because if we see the Spider-Man comics, he has Smite and, and others were engineers that work yeah. for him. But you know. Talk about being a kingpin. You could market that and make so much money with that invention. You know, so that's why I saw it as a business aspect. He's probably testing it out there. He makes it going to make money because, remember, he's a kingpin. He's got to make money and keep his empire going. He's all about making money and profits. Now, what I wanted to talk about was the the, the scene there with the ice cream man. He was yeah. so rude. You know, it's a light, It's an enlightenment of people who don't understand people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. They, they don't get it from, from deaf, mute, autism or even Asperger's, don't even understand how to deal with a person. Sometimes it frustrates or or gets that person, the vic- or not the victim, the person does not understand that frustration. I kind of see that there, why Kingpin got bothered, ticked him off there with the hand like when he was a child. He went back to when he was a child with, again, if you know his origin story, yeah. the abuse. Then he, and I like the fact that he didn't want the young child to see the, his that side and went around the corner and just annihilating him i mean bludgeoning him and of course they didn't want to see her him bleeding with the blood around him and what he's done but then as a child she goes curious the curiosity of a child went to go see you saw maya like you said the evil side or the villain side enjoy the guy getting beat up yeah you didn't give me no freaking ice cream you deserve it and then he goes she goes and kicks him he identified with her right there like I wanted to do. If I was a child, I had. I wish I had someone to protect me or watch over me, so I could do that to my father to be kicked on while he was when I was younger. You know, or, or I felt I could. I he identified her with that being um, miscast or outcast at that moment. So I guess I, I I appreciated that from that aspect that they're they're joining that forming that bond together there. Um, someone that understands him because we saw that with Vanessa in the in the later in the Netflix series, she understood him with that painting. Remember that painting yeah. that is that 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 he falls in love because it looks like the wall that the father made him look at. 
many times. So she had, so she understood them. Now another female, young lady, understood them there. So I had, and so at that point, I was like, I, I could get where he gets close to Maya. But then I had that question I asked. I wanted to ask this one: Where was Vanessa? That that oh that right there triggered me as well. What happened to her? That's true. Yeah, because she was still with. And then they did just acknowledge that all the Netflix shows are all canon from. So yeah, where was yeah where the hell was Vanessa? Because in Hawkeye, that was 2024, 2024, 2025 early. So at that time, Daredevil, uh, Daredevil has already happened. He already lost Vanessa, and Punisher has already whooped his ass. So at that time, yeah, what was Vanessa? And why was he eating without, like, hey, Vanessa, this is my surrogate daughter, Maya, that I've been right. taking care of. Super nice person. Like, that's the question. I, were you ashamed? Were you just ashamed of showing Maya to Vanessa? That's the question. Another another question back at you. Like, that's a good point. Like, you have Could a shitload of ASL interpreters, but only one Vanessa. Let me ask this. Could it be that he didn't want Vanessa to think that Maybe Vanessa could have children, and by yeah. him being um, showing his love to a child, kind of felt take away or jealousy yeah. because it could be that. Uh, I, I I don't know, just hypothetical. That's a good point. It's sad to think about that, but that's true. But we get to that. We get to that in the, around the fifth episode because it really yeah. it delves yeah. into more spirituality. Now, when they get there, he gives her a bottle of wine, says, "Open it up," and, do, and he, she immediately dumps it. It's a it's a Lafitte. We find out it ranges from three hundred dollars to twenty thousand dollars. So, and Fisk never, never looks for it. He always gets recommendations. Another callback to when he was with Vanessa, and his lawyer or his best, like his assistant, said, "Look, you need to say this, 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 this," and she'll like it. And then she's like, "I think your, I think your assistant should be here instead of you, because I like him more than you right now." Because he's like, he's awesome. I'm like, oh shit. So. Fisk was a little pissed off about that. But again, he was out of good terms. Then they had some nice little Levine cookies from New York. They talked. He did tell her that I will give you my organization. I will give you my empire. Just come home. You have a day to decide. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. And when the next day Maya went to Henry and told her about the proposition, he says, hell with that. You're crazy. She gets a vision. At the same exact time, Chula at the powwow, Choctaw Powwow Festival gets a vision as well. We get another vision of a time that we'd never seen before. Someone was someone was getting sprinkled with water in a field in a forest. Someone was giving birth. And Maya Henry sees this. And his first instinct was not take her to the hospital because she's having like an epileptic seizure. No, take her to Chula. Just dropped her off. See ya. And he left. I love that little instinct. Like, oh, my job is like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Boom. It's like a guy going to the Walmart to buy period uh, stuff. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. That's just me. Now, we go a little bit more. Chula explains that, again, we find out the bloodline is connected to, to, to the first Choctaw woman, which is Chaffa. She explains that that these are visions connected to all our ancestors. Maya is still mad at Chula for abandoning her after her mother's death. And Chula kind of admits that she messed up, but kind of doesn't because he was setting her ways. They were both stubborn. 
the mother must have skipped a generation of stubbornness because she was the nicest one. She was. So Maya, the, that night Maya goes to Fisk Hotel with the intention of killing him, mind you. He goes over there. He has his back turned. He turns around. He says, look, I know you want to kill me. This. Like, just if you want to do this, then here. He brings out a box. And throughout this whole time, we never see, and this is a nice little detail that I have to say this. We never see Fisk cufflinks, the cufflinks that his dad had, the ones that he kept to remind mm. him of what his dad did, the ones that Kate from Hawkeye threw at the at the bombs and threw at him. There's a ring now, and I kind of realized that, yeah, so the ring that he has on now might be the new cufflinks, kind of like, like remembers his father because of that. He gives him a box, and it's a ball pan hammer. Now, before people who are going to watch this be like, well, in, in Daredevil, blah, blah, blah. okay, please, give me a second, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you're saying In that. the Daredevil series, Fisk did kill his father with a normal hammer with a hook in the back. In this series, he has a ball pen hammer. Now, we saw a video right now that kind of explained that a hammer of the a hook is meant to take out things and to destroy, right? But a ball, a ball pen hammer is meant to weld, seal, and forge it and make something with it. So maybe in a manipulation type of way, the ball pen hammer represented how he can control Maya with this hammer. You can forge her into the way you wanted it instead of the hammer that he killed his father with, which was meant to destroy. Infrastructure. That type yeah. of hammer is meant to hammer and destroy. It's not meant to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he does the he does the nice little toxic, come on, hit me. You want to take me out? Come on. I know you. I'm sorry, but I was about to go to. I, I, I'm sorry, I was about to go. I know what you did last summer. I sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, she doesn't. She drops the hammer. I'm out. He tells her, "Look, you can have the empire. Just come on the plane with me. We can go. We can. We could just go. Okay." He repeats the invitation to join New York, and then the next day, he's Maya gets the hell out of there. Takes the takes the thing out. Does actually doesn't take the doesn't take the contact lens, leaves Tamaha by herself. Her his his guards tell Fisk we lost her, she's gone, and we assume he had a temper tantrum and ripped the seat out of one of the planes. We don't know, but he kind of like Argh! either either he ripped the seat out of the plane or he killed the assistant that told him that Maya wasn't coming. Yeah, I mean yeah. probably the latter. So. <laughs> Leaving on that, yeah. What is your thoughts on the episode? No, I mean, I will say, like, the more you watch this series, it does kind of make you realize how like sad and dark Fisk's story is. Yeah, and like, especially that scene with the hammer, because like, that is such a brutal thing to like even suggest somebody do and especially to a guy like that who's just a freaking goliath like that is that was purely like masochistic on his part like he wanted to just like end it get that trauma out of him Mm -hmm. so i do like that we see that and like we see how he's kind of trying to shape maya into this like like warrior of his own kind of thing so and you know it's yeah and maya goes through a lot man like people in her life have just been rough to her like but at the same time the counter that when she killed that person at and she at that time she was around 17 18 yeah so like she was 18 or 19, yeah. 18 or 19 she snapped she chose that life from then on out 
just snapped. It's like this, exactly I'm follow this anger right now. So, what are your thoughts on the episode, Mister Kevin? Yeah, the, the episode, especially where, where, like you mentioned, that hammer. You know, like you mentioned, the two different. The claw hammer is for demolition to to construct to break down to to destroy. The ball peen, you construct things like you said, rivet, get make things together. He knew what he was doing there. I know people was like, that's not the same hammer. No, but he was doing that. It's a symbolism. Uh, you know, yeah. free yourself. If you if you're really thinking that, that this is gonna bring you that peace, there, go at it. You know, I'm gonna turn my back. Have at it. Hit me in the back. Whack me in the back of the head. You know, it's similar to a little Star Wars reference. Strike me down, and I will be more powerful than ever. You know, and with with the lifesaver. So that's Disney keeping that all that Disney stuff together there. Or or oh, I don't know if the writers purposely wanted to bring that in a full circle. I also wanted to see more about like what happened after the plane when she with the contact lenses. It was there because yeah. he knows he's a he's a slick he's a slick devil. He's he probably mm -hmm. has a tracking he has a tracking device knowing where she's no, at. He, at did. He, he said in episode he has a tracking on it. He does <laughs> the tracking's like the tracking's gone, sir. We lost her. So right. yeah. And she 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 came aware of that. So she recognized that and then she had some tough decision because that was put on the table. Now, let me ask you this, knowing no way Fisk is. Did you ever believe that if she would have went back home to New York, it would have been honky-dory? Yeah. Yeah, you because think? like, okay. yeah, because, because think about it this way. He he could have taken her out for the longest time. And I think I think he's the one that made the, the, the bounty against. Because, again, he was trying to find her in the end of it all. Like, he found her, yeah. right? He could have taken her out there. He could have taken her out to dinner. He could have taken her out the second time. He never did. He has the right. power to take her out like it's nothing, but he never does. But I think he just wants to, again, have a, have a daughter, have someone that understands where he's coming from. Like, they both grew up with damaged things. And he just, again, no Vanessa. He ain't got no Vanessa anymore. Shout out to Blue Vega. Como esta, cabrón? And Kiki's back, Kiki back. So I think, I, I think it was, I think he would, he would have been like a puppet dictator. Let her have it but then still have control over everything. Because remember, everyone respects Fisk, and we kind of we kind of find out through the detective yeah. thing, Kingpin was there during the blip. He didn't get blipped out. So while mm. everyone else was gone, he could have just picked up all the pieces and made his own empire like it's nothing. Mm. Maya didn't get blipped either. So it was Maya and him just... Doing the whole thing. that He went to the police station. Not, not, not the police station. He went to Maya, picked her up after Maya, tried to hotwire the, the, the motorcycle yeah. and threw it out there. He walked past the police station. One guy's like, hey, back up. The hell's wrong with you? Let him go. He had power when the blip started. Now add five more years when everyone came out of nowhere and he already had everything, everything set up. But the hiccups of Punisher, the hiccups of Daredevil, the hiccups of he lost his wife, the hiccups of everything he did was his own doing. And the only thing yeah. that the only person he had left was Maya. Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, he was ultimately just lonely and he would have given up having like kind of having that seat of power and giving it to her because she's like the prodigal daughter. But still have the seat of power. He still yeah. would have been the boss, but like he would have told everybody she's the face, but I'm the I'm the boss. And it would have been like that. And it would have been very She's not stupid. She would have figured it out eventually. And then that would have been a war. And then again, but that's something that may or may not happen. We go. Yeah.
Let me ask you this real quick before you yes. get to the next topic real quick. You know when Fist tells Maya this is going to be our last dinner together when she's a little more yeah. older and she was confused? Could it be that's when Vanessa was introduced in his life? So he's like, you know what? I can't have any jealousy or any two women juggle, you know, a, a love interest and a daughter here. This is going to be our last dinner because kind of I'm going to go and get entertained by a female who understands me in a physical aspect. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. Do you think that's where he he meant by? Because I, I was like, why does he not want to continue to have these dinners with her? Like he's putting a stop to her when he sends the the um, interpreter to get killed in the plastic that he, she gets shot up. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. I think, I think so. I think so. I think it was going to lead up to that, to Vanessa. Again, this is before there, like after he, after he killed the second, uh, uh, yeah, the second translator, Maya was 19 before, before Hawkeye, before anything else. So yeah, I think, and even then it, it, that's a deeper question because time passed. She was in the Hawkeye series no mention of Vanessa, no nothing. So he kept her in the back pocket as a surrogate daughter that that no one knew. Mm -hmm. Which made her even more isolated. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you're my perfect weapon, and I will treat you like my father. I treat you like, like my daughter, but I won't tell you to anybody else, and no one is connected to you, and no one that can connect to me connects to you. And mm -hmm. if anyone finds out I'm connected to you, I will put them in a plastic tarp. Right. Like the ASL person. Right. And you know, but yeah. we, we continue on to the last episode of the day, which is me a second, my thing's all weird. Maya Echo, which is a very it's a very traumatic episode, but very eye-opening. Mm. In a flashback with her childhood, we see Maya with a slingshot, and we see the we see the woodpecker in the distance. She hits the she hits the, the woodpecker with the, the slingshot, it goes down. She goes back to her mom. And says that the, the, the woodpecker fell and had an accident. Her mom automatically that's some bullshit, bro. What you do? I didn't mean to hit it. Come on. No, okay, I hit it. I can hit it. I'm sorry. Don't take me to jail. Like, all right, no, chill out. Chill out. So then we get revealed of Taloa's power, which is healing. Mm -hmm. And then we don't know if it's regular healing or cosmic healing or 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 other. We don't know, but it's 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 a power that can heal. All right. Then post, we see that they take the bird, they heal it, they take the bird and let it back in the wild. While this is all happening, Biscuits, after running away from Chula throughout the whole series, because Chula at one point saw Biscuits and the, the, the truck was all busted. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, oh, shit, you see me rolling. Mm -hmm. They hate it. Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> he, at the last episode, the fourth one, he goes to Junkers, like, I'm going to find what I need to find to fix the truck. And to help everybody. So he's in, and again, we'll talk about the destiny of Biscuits. Biscuits messes Maya that says that Bonnie and Chula was kidnapped because while Chula was going to the post office, Fisk went to the post office and just advertedly went up to her. Hey, what's going on? Oh, you're like, yo, you, you know sign language too? I, I know sign language too. Hey, what you, what's it? And then snatched her. Yeah. So, but at the same time, before this happened, Maya had left. Maya was in Roxxon. Shout out to Roxxon, who's been in almost every Marvel video and everything else. Mm -hmm. And a nice yep. little Easter egg that if the future, we get to see the CEO of Roxxon. Google him. He's a, he's a super mm -hmm. villain. kind of crazy. Like a minotaur. Again. Yep. So, as she's eating in this Roxxon gas station, which I guess would be a Wawa's, in a sense. <laughs> um, 
He's laughing. You know what it is. Um, Shout out to Wawa. Yes. Um, best, best sandwiches. There you go. Uh, uh, so Woodpecker is knocking on the wood and everything else. We also find out that, and through historical fact that we looked it up, wood, the, 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 uh, the Choctaws would train the woodpeckers to send out messages in terms of danger. So you would tell the bird, like, oh, tell something bad's happening, go. And it would just go and then... And it's kind of, and you kind of, that's a nice little messaging system. Yeah. Again, a lot more people, a lot more smarter than most people now. So she sees that, and her first instinct was to get on the bike, drive her back all, drive her ass all the way back to the house, guard out, ready to go. And when she got into the room, she saw her, she saw her mother. Mm-hmm. Now, here is the question I ask you before we continue. Now, we have a debate here. Mm-hmm. I think. That this was the real mother. This was the real mother, but through time, she popped out. She thinks it's spiritual. What are your thoughts? Because again, her powers is based on her on her ancestry of her bio, like her family bloodline. Right. And she can technically use the powers of every single person of that bloodline. She used it right. in the, in the skating rink in the accuracy with with Tuklo. Mm-hmm. She you she go on. No, no, I'm just acknowledging the bloodline. Yes. That's all. She used it with the accuracy of too close. She used the viciousness of Chaffa. So this is what I mean by time-wise. In Marvel standards, she has the power, just like her mom, in an afterlife type of way, to contact all her ancestors. So that's pretty yes. badass that her mom can contact Chaffa and Chaffa can contact Maya from a time Standpoint, mm-hmm. memory-wise. Remember, remember. I, I wanted to go now back to the first. I didn't want to jump or uh, uh, break any um jump off of, of any of the timeline. In the beginning of the storyline, when her father tells her, "You're gonna have to learn how to how to work, uh, be in two different worlds." Between yes. two worlds, yeah. Two worlds, and we also see that at this per 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 moment here, like we you know, time and space, also. We've seen that also in the Black Panther when 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 they go in and and he gets to see the future or, or I mean the past Black Panthers T'Challa yeah. with his father grandfathers and ancestors. That when I saw that part, it reminded me of that of the Black Panther. The mother is there in time and space to have that conversation with her, and I like the fact that what she what comes out of this moment at that house was just signifying a lot of power, and we've seen a transformation like like the episode from Maya. Hashtag echo on that moment, and it's going to play out there. Um, that's the beginning of the transformation. I really enjoy that part there to see the mother, and I and I, and I said to myself, she is there. I and, and it felt like, like you said, they went back in time, and it just took, it just brought me back to Black Panther. That you know, Marvel yeah. could do that because we've seen it before. So I, you know, and then again, be able to go into two different worlds. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. It wasn't like, uh, this is far fetched or totally left, uh, you know, jumped the shark. It it, it was consistent yeah. with the series. That's true. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think um, totally lost my train of thought. I think it's kind of like, in terms of the time and space aspect, yeah. it's kind of almost parallel. That's how I'm seeing it. Like, mm-hmm. she when in the in terms of she can jump between two worlds, like she can jump into that kind of spiritual realm where she's where her ancestors live mm-hmm. and that might that exists like across all different cultures so like right you know obviously there's some kind there's it's cool to think about but yeah. in terms of um 
it's we were actually debating like when we were watching that that episode but like that scene kind of felt out of place but now that i'm thinking about it like that was the first time that she listened to her intuition and listened to her ancestors and so it's almost like that allowed her that expanded her connection and allowed her to see her mother in that way for the first time so that actually makes a lot more sense now it's true and and this is another aspect that that could be bring up for later and this connects to moonlight as the the giant hippo explained that there are many different types of dimensions of afterlife all mm -hmm. bleeding together but we can never really see it it's been confirmed that these are beings from a pocket dimension. They're not Christians, so they don't see Jesus. So therefore, wherever they go, they're going to go someplace else, which I want to see that in the future. I want, again, and that's also what a Black Panther thing. Only people that take the, 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 the herb can be connected to that the afterlife. No mm -hmm. one else can except the people of that specific thing. Mm -hmm. Just like in Moon Knight, if you are an Egyptian, uh, uh, the sense only you can go to here mm. that kind of tells me another question for you kevin if they're from a pocket dimension do you think there was a pocket god or a pocket afterlife because i think there is an afterlife for them but we don't know we don't know um so many pocket reality realms um we don't yeah. know we we that's the that's the great question and that's the what if question that we've been talking on right. since we've been doing these streams on just not just Marvel but the what if what what you know so that's a great question there and, and for the first time we've seen Maya's mother's gift which is when she yeah. heals the woodpecker so yeah. we're starting to see that there uh, um now you start asking yourself is this from the native tribe or is this Marvel uh, giving these yeah. gifts that's also another question that came up at this point that's that, that's something that we're going to find out because again i think this all connects to the multiversal war and how they're going to try to bring this all together because i said this in the last reviews you did the first avengers movie that's coming out everyone's going to die mm -hmm. everyone's going to die so it makes sense in the second one everyone's in their own respective afterlives and they have to try to bring everyone together to get out mm -hmm. That's the only way Kang can control time. He can't control afterlives. He doesn't control spirituality. That's the one power he never really understood and they can never get. And you know who owns that power? Doom. Doom's owns a lot of spiritual power. But we'll talk about that another time in our lives. <laughs> as, as you said before, Taloa heals her trauma. But then kind of explain. It's like, here, I healed your leg. So let me explain to you how I explain how I healed your leg so you don't get crazy about it. Okay, so so she got healed and she they went back to the accident again, and it kind of explained to her that it was gonna happen. Don't you gotta let go of this anger, let go of this 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 trauma because it's the only way you can be healed and be free. And it worked. At the same time, Chula, in her very cool way, made a ceremonial Choctaw warrior armor with this with the with the the hummingbird symbol. The same symbol that Chaffa had in the beginning, mm. and the nice and the snake and everything else, very beautiful. As this is happening, Biscuits and Billy Jack, Billy Jack taking care of the of the the parking lot, vigilando, yeah. and a bunch of and Zane and his crew and his and his RV comes in like and he tells him like, okay, if you're not a vendor, you gotta park over there. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna park in there, colonizer, colonizer, and just go in there, do what I gotta do, and he parks in there. He's like, okay, well, fuck. But I did like that he called Henry and was like, these noholos, which is a Choctaw for 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 white people. Mm -hmm. These noholos are doing some things. I don't like this. This is all crazy. I'm gonna like I'll, I. 
Uncle Henry asks him, do you have a gun? He's like, I got something better than a gun. And he does. And he does. We'll get to that later. As this is happening, Maya locates Fisk. And this is very, like, Bond villain. So I didn't notice that, too, the second time I watched it. Fisk is standing, Maya standing side by side, right? Like, standing in front of each other. And then, then fucking Fisk does a little thing here. Pop, and then the, the two lights in the background turn on, and it's freaking Bonnie and Chula. I'm like, what the hell? You watch too many Bond movies, man. What the fuck? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. As this is happening, she gets a premonition from her, from her ancestors saying that you can echo. And again, Tulua did explain that you can echo all our powers into you. That's your power of your bloodline. You can go to each woman, each warrior, and use it. Not woman, warrior. I want to use warrior more than more an aspect. And she does a nice little like pose, and and then you see all of everybody coming out of there, all five of them, which I did love that. And then she had that that the added power of expanding her power to her bloodline, her cousin, and her and her grandma, which was been confirmed. That they had the same power level as Captain America. So imagine Chula punching a guy like Captain America. It's like, oh, like that's just World War II would have been a lot more faster. Now, <laughs> as that's happening, they're fighting back and forth. Kingpin's like, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm gonna axe handle you, Macho Man style. And this is the part I, I didn't notice until now. She heals his trauma, mm -hmm. right? He gets down on his knees, freaked out. So instead of explaining it like his mom did, like her mom did, like I'm just gonna do the visual version, and then she went to her, she went inside his mind. Mm -hmm. We get a scene of a room of Kingpin where he's shaking like a kid, and he hears not the same actor, not the same actress that that was in Daredevil, but a similar thing of the father being the being the wife, and the the son freaking out and everything else. She tells him to let go. I know it's traumatizing. She tells him to let go. He goes under his bed and he had the hammer ready to go. He says, this is what I have to do. She explains that you just have to let go. You are my uncle, which kind of makes it he is part of the family of Maya, yeah. not by bloodline, but by name. Mm -hmm. So she might actually have to actually have the power to call everyone their uncle or sisters. And that's probably could be a way that the Choctaw yeah. energy can be spread up, spread apart. Yeah, well, that ties kind of ties into the powwow scene which we don't yes. think we've gotten there yet we, well and that that's before like before the powwows before the fight echo was in the powwow and they were doing the circle the counterclockwise circle and everything yeah. else yeah that, and so that what i mean is a tying back to that is she's realizing so far in the series when you hear her heartbeat she just hears her own heartbeat and in this mm -hmm. moment you hear her connecting to her community yeah like and realizing that they're one so yeah i think it does kind of extend to this it, it extends outside of just bloodline like yeah. you are family you know mm -hmm. at the end of the day so i did like that she called fisk her uncle like i don't hate you you're not a monster like you are still my family you're, you are my uncle not by bloodline but by name and by name of the chuck donation it means a lot i did like that and this is all happening zane opened up his cooler and takes out a rocket launcher which had a nice little had a capri sun had a juice box He's 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 a, he's an all around person. Whatever. At the same time, Henry sees this. Henry tells tells biscuits like you got. There's some guys over there. Take it out. And this is the part that I say that the fate of destiny. Destiny went the way of Baron Zemo because he 
unofficially and allegedly and supposedly murdered two people, not sorry, two groups of people in two vans. Because he comes out of the monster truck and has a monster truck now because apparently he went inside the, the junkyard, found Optimus Prime, and then got some upgrades, <laughs> came out and crushed the two vans. There was no one else coming out of those vans, so I think he just murdered about maybe 12 people. So, yeah, he's a psychopath. It's like that. Biscuits is the true hero and murderer of this world. Now, as this is happening, Fisk is still going through his mind. He, We don't see him visually accepting to let go of his trauma. But we know that his trauma is gone because Echo healed it. Mm -hmm. That's Taloa's power. And he gets out and says, what did you do? What did you do? Grabbed their hands. And instead of fighting or added, like, Vamonos. She got in the car and with a scared look in his face, like a scared, like he lost something he never thought he'd never lose. He gets in his car, doesn't want to fight with Echo anymore, doesn't want to fight with Maya anymore, and has accepted that he has lost Maya and can never get her back and right. has moved on. Mm -hmm. As this is happening, Maya helps Bonnie, Maya helps everything else. Biscuits murdered 12 people in two vans. Henry. Silenced with a silencer, shot Zane, and it kind of, and then everyone thought it was fireworks. That's the part I didn't like. So there were fireworks, and then the once, once the first rocket launcher went out, blew up. It was like, oh, this is the fireworks part. Okay, cool. Yeah, they thought it was fireworks. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Ah, like, where, where did the fireworks come from? Yeah. One important line to note, though, is when Maya says, "Like, I'm, I'm their legacy, not yours." To Fisk, I thought that was really yes, cool. that's true. Yeah, that, that was true. excellent. That was that's excellent. a point. That's a good point. Now, at the end of it all. They do the Fast and Furious um, ending where everyone's in the backyard and have Coronas, you know, product placement. And they're just like, oh, family. And she gets in there all happy. Mm -hmm. post credit scene. Fisk is just like, I'm just defeated. He tells his, his assistant, get a meeting with all the families. We're going to have to fix this mess. Now, the mess that he's talking about that I didn't know until later was the mess that Hawkeye did. And the mess of now these new and the mess of all these new vigilantes now. Because mm -hmm. what Hawkeye did was make five LARPers into freaking vigilantes. And now you have Miss Marvel. And now you have Spider-Man. And now you have Hawkeye. So you got about six or seven. And Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, mm -hmm. Daredevil, and Crime Lord Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Crime Lord. Luke Cage. Mm. Correct. Okay. We'll get to season two when we get there. That's what that's the point I want to put out there. Mm. So that's a problem. So he's calling the pillar called the family. At the same time, this is happening. A news reporter, same news reporter that was in the Avengers, same news reporter that's been in almost all the news in Marvel, is explaining about the mayor candidacy. There's there's it, it could be up for anybody. You need a bare knuckle fighter. Kingpin is a bare knuckle fighter, a guy who can take charge and everything else. And it ends there. Now, before I continue, the Easter egg of that was that in the Daredevil series, he wanted to be kind of like that, but he didn't want to be the mayor. He just wanted to control crime, mm -hmm. and he just wanted to do it his way without any consequences of murder and everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, now that he assumably lost his trauma and has we, been cured. Yeah, we debated heavily about. We debated about. Right. What is your thoughts on the post credit? And that this leads up to Daredevil Born Again, which they're going to adapt the Kingpin for Mayor storyline. 
Right, he does win the mayor if I don't believe. If I believe so, he becomes a mayor. Um, that's the foreshadow part of it. When back to Kingpin, he I don't think he got cured of his uh, or healed at that time. I think he suppressed it. He recognized that I'm defeated because you're not my. La- I can't. I can't. I can't heal my trauma through you. Yeah. And I think that's where that stopped. And that's why she says, I'm not your legacy. I'm their legacy. Because he he wanted to heal his trauma by being grooming her and, and trying to do good through her to try to wipe out that, that stent of killing his father, I think. That's why he let her go and, and said, you know what? I'm defeated. I can't, you know, I don't think he accepted the full healing there at that. Because I think he would have went through that door if he did. He Because he just went through there. Um, now, my question in that healing... Was there telepathically communicating or was it, you know, did they just, that that was no question I had on that with the way the healing and the communication aspect between them. There was no, I don't believe there was signing between that and that moment. No, um, they weren't. No, they, no, they weren't. He just looked at her literally like he, she was, she was, she didn't talk. She okay. like signed, there was like a telepathic understanding. Yeah. Like she was kind okay. of. Yeah. In his head, I think. Yeah. Again, she has Whoa. this is this is time. This is based her powers is based on time, but also based on memory. Well, I think this particular gotcha. power was her mother's healing power. Yeah. And right. in order to heal his mind, she had to essentially heal his heart. Not even that. She had to essentially like trans help him transmute that pain. So like her being right. in head, and I'm saying this from a very like spiritual metaphysical. No, no, go for it. No, go for it she kind of had to get into that painful memory with him and that's why you hear her say like give it to me like she's saying give me the pain because i can help you like transform that and so that's where we were like debating Debating. whether it fully kind of kicked in for him because i was saying like oh well the fact that she did it is like he's he's the reason he's scared shitless is because he feels that weight lifted and he doesn't know how to live with that right now but it's true that he might not have fully committed to that because like it is it was a very significant moment like when she gets out of his head like he he reaches out and grabs her hands right and (laughs) was that him trying to give it away was that him pushing her away like we don't fully know if it kicked in all the way yet that's a good point the symbolism was the hammer and she told him give me the hammer you give it to me and then you and then at that last second she got up, but at the same time, she controlled him. She didn't have to leave at all. She, yeah, chose, she chose to leave. Step back. She chose, she to, chose step back. to step back. So I think, in my opinion, she's like, okay, I cured you whether you like it or not. You're going to have to deal with what is yeah. in your head now. Like, I'm sorry. It's kind of It kind of reminds me of the movie Constantine, where Constantine was going to heaven, and the devil's like, no, 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 no. I'm taking the one thing that, that makes you, and now we're gonna let's see what you really are. And I, I that's kind of like what I feel ha- what I felt happened. Because okay. in the comic book, yeah, he's still a crime lord. He right. still is a crime lord, but he wants to, in the comic book story of the mayor, he wants to get away vigilantes because in his perfect utopia, he can control New York crime-wise, as long as right. no one objects to him, it'll right. be a utopia. But as we talked about it, there's like 12 freaking vigilantes in New York alone. And I'm not even talking about the other vigilantes that are not even out there yet. Mm-hmm. And if Correct. Squirrel Girl, lo and behold, we're going to have some problems if Squirrel Girl comes out of nowhere. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so with that, 
I want let, let, let let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the, the future of Daredevil Born Again. But before yeah. we continue, before we could before we continue on that, what was your overall thoughts on Echo as a series from one to five? Hmm. Like I said, I thought it was beautifully done. I really appreciated the <clears throat> attention to detail in the character and the culture. Yeah. I would love to see the like deleted episode and see more on that. Um mm-hmm. and in general, shout out to the dedication they put into like the, the music. Um, like they highlighted again native artists and everything. Shout out to Samantha Crane who wrote, I believe, the closing song. Yeah, which is we will. Ironically, it's eerily enough. This she released this album in 2020. I looked into it, and um, the it's called Okla Imaya, and her name is Maya. So I thought that was like really interesting. Um, and then in episode four, I didn't end up saying this part, da- the Down to the River song is actually, it's traces back to like an Indian or a native hymn um, of some kind. So I thought that was like really cool. Yes. But um, yeah, I really love the series and I'd love to see more of this and like just, yeah, more representation as a whole. So I really True. liked it. True. Your thoughts, Kevin, as a whole of the series before we get to the spoilers. Now, this whole series I don't know why it took so much heat and so much negativity from critics hmm. because it showed it, it, it is, it brought to light and it, it look, this is not our, this is fiction. This is not the way it's supposed. This is a fictional story, a comic book story brought it to life, but it yeah. brought up, talked about native American heritage in, and culture with superhero powers. May, and also women empowerment as well. We're seeing the the transformation of a female by the name of Maya turning into Echo. How her origin story, why she's Echo, because she echoed her people through her. Now, that's a symbolism because each one of us are a generation or echo of our generational family on our heritage. Either, either if it's Latino, American, African-American, Latin, whatever, we are an echo extension of our culture. That's mm-hmm. what this 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 series talked to us and told us. Now, for it to you guys to be literal and say, oh, this was I I, I don't I don't understand where the disconnect was. You know, there, Disney, there is a story for everyone. Then watch Star Wars. Then if you want the science fiction with the lasers and the and and, and, the, and the, the Jedi's and the lifesavers, but this here. It was well done, well orchestrated. They told us a story about this woman that we saw. We didn't know nothing of her and saw how she was a badass in the Hawkeye series and gave us our story about her. Um, of course, they gave us a little bit of a tease with Kahani in What If, but not exactly. That's not her relative line, but they talking about the Native American. Like you said, a time in the, in the world that was not spoken anymore about the these natives that were here in this in this continent. I like it. What where they're going here? Um, it also tied in with the other canons of these of the Netflix of the Marvel Studio world. You have to enjoy that as well. I thought this series was a four and a half. Excellent, because of course they never. The reason why I'm going to drop the half star, they never mentioned how she got shot. There was a lot of ifs and ands, yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff that they never went to and say what what happened. Also, I thought the grandmother was going to be the villain. The way they made her in the portray in the beginning, because she sent Maya away, 
And yeah. she says though she was like those damn Lopez boys. I didn't think I I forgot her last name was Lopez at that moment. So I'm like, is the is the grandmother? Because there's always a plot twist at the end. Oh damn, the grandmother was always behind it. Didn't want it. No, it didn't yeah. happen that way. I don't know if they changed that or whatever the case, but I we we digress with that. It did. I, it did. I really they missed up a little bit of those little inklings that they, they didn't explain. Just just minor details, but all in all, this was a good series, fun series. It wasn't dragged on long. Um, it was perfect. I thought it might have been just a tiny bit short, but you know what? People have short tan expansion tent stand. I'm good with it. I, I could watch it yeah. again. This is something I don't mind watching over again. Yeah, I want to so, watch it again too. I go on. No, I'm gonna say going back to the um the grandma potentially being a villain thing, honestly, and this is purely theory, obviously. Like I would maybe look at Henry, like I I, not necessarily as a villain, but I would like to see how he's involved with Fisk more and like the brakes. Remember, I yeah. mentioned the cutting of the brakes. The cutting of the yeah. brakes. They never talked about that. They said that someone no. did that. And and there's another Easter egg here. When Zane was talking to Henry, Zane was talking to Henry in the in, in a skittering like a friend, like a person that he knew, not as a person of the first time. So like the, the new rock stars brought it up. Like he could be an old black knight associate or someone that he knows. Because again. He seems smart enough not to just be following Fisk. He seems smart enough to be following other things that be like, you know, working out there. So we don't know who else he was working with. Again, we do do this Daredevil Board Again series coming out. We can have Fisk, uh, Bullseye. We can have all these other organizations, The Hand. That, the Hand. The, well, <laughs> we just said at the same time. The Hand, that exactly. Put- that, that can come out with that too. But my thoughts on this as a series as an end, as a whole. I'm giving this a four because I told you why the pacing. This was a show about echo, but echo was only in the show. Not so much mm. echo. It, it's it's, I call it the Freddy Krueger theory where the first Freddy Krueger movie, he was only in the movie for seven minutes and it's almost a two hour movie. Like that's if you want echo to be known. And I understand you want to talk about the history and everything else and the, and the ancestry and everything else. I feel more compelled to know about the history of biscuits than Echo. Well, it could have been denser, like yeah. it could have been I, more too. I want to know the history of Uncle Henry. I actually want to know the history of the grandpa. How how badass he is of a of an inventor. Like, where did he right. get that? How did he learn right. that? I want to know why how I want to know the little like little Marvel mini like mini five-minute episode of how Biscuit met Billy Jack. Like just right. something. But all we got was Echo came back. She was bratty. She jumped on a train, blew up for attention, then almost got her family killed, got his, got the powers, and then stayed back in Oklahoma. To protect her. To protect her people. Yeah. But we know she's not going to stay in Oklahoma because she's going to be in the Defenders in New York. So how are you going to get Echo from Oklahoma all the way in New York when Fisk kind of felt like it's never going to fuck with her anymore. Mm. Maybe she gets an SOS call from Hawkeye or something. I, she's no fuck. Yeah, that's true. Because that's the thing. She, she's Her mission of protecting her family is now done. Like Effectively, yeah. Fisk is out of that town. Yes. So she can kind of know that they're safe for the time being. True. But there's also another thing that I didn't like. Remember that girl in the first episode that was all like Karen-y? Oh, you forgot all your clothing stores of the grandwoman? No, that only came out one time. She didn't pop up anymore. So I was kind of pissed at that. Mm. Um, Vicky, RIP Vicky, that would have been a cool little thing that, that she, it would have been cool that he would have survived and kind of like got away. There's the open ended of the double, of the double tattoo between the guy and the girl. Don't know what that's about. Yeah. There's so many things that are open ended. I hope they do 
is there going to be a season two? They don't know yet. We we, we know for a fact that's been confirmed. And now we're now we're gonna go into spoilers here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Kaori is gonna come back in season three of What If? They already confirmed it. So we don't know. And and this is this is the question for you, Kevin, because we talked about this. This is a good right. this, this is a good debate. Now we know Kaori during the time of the episode was around 1300, 14, 1500 around that time, yeah. right? And we're gonna assume that she okay, sorry. I say conquered. You say made the world peace. Let's say make the world peace, sure. right? Do you think season three is that when Thanos gets to, to Earth? Because Thanos thing is still happening and he needs the infinity stone. And there's only one infinity stone on Earth, and that's the Tesseract, and that's in her, in, in her, in her native homeland. Mm -hmm. That's the what if that I would love to see. What's your thoughts yeah. on that, Kevin? Ooh, that'd be yeah, that'd be great to see there. That that what if there, and we talked about it before, the meteorite, what is that yeah. a finish when I landed in Wakanda? That's true. Exactly as well. So that's that's something as as something as well. So that's something of a what if that could we don't know what's happening in what if season three. We don't know. We also found out that Echo has been added to the defenders. So she is officially with the defenders without being on a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. What are your thoughts? on Echo being with Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. Just that's that that's it. No Hawkeye, no Miss Marvel. Well, I mean Miss Marvel's a little young to be in that same she's not even, even Hawkeye. Like they're all kind of aged apart. But plus they ain't seen shit like those guys. Those yeah. people have mm. seen shit. No, I think yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> we were talking about like Nef like the Netflix style of shows. Like it's definitely that grittiness. So oh, yeah. I do think like it wouldn't make sense for her to be with Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Like, yes. I want to see her with... I miss Jessica Jones. I actually, like, I told him, like, I want to rewatch that series um, and get back into that. So I am curious to see how that's going to go. And that'll be cool to know. Like, you have a... Again, a lot of weird aspects. come into of, herself a lot. And again, we are... And this is also connected to the Midnight Suns. This is all connected... The, all these other groups are going to be popping out of nowhere. Oh, and this is going to be nuts. Like imagine Blade and Punisher meeting Luke Cage and freaking Iron Fist and Man Thing meeting Echo and Jessica Jones banging yeah. one of the one of them because Jessica Jones likes to bang. Yeah. Jessica Jones. You know? yeah no, no shame, no shame, no shame on that. Just saying, but Jessica Jones, you bang who you want to bang. Superheroes need to get laid too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Look at Daredevil. Just, you couldn't get an Uber. Either way, I get mad at that. Um, but as, as a whole. Would you like to see an Echo season two, or would you like to see? This is a question for you, Kevin. Would you like to see that finishes off? Would you like to see an Echo season two, or a Defenders connection to Echo? Actually, I I want to be greedy. I want to see both. Okay. If I, I want to see both, because because with the Echo, you could tell stories now. You know, yeah. with her with Biscuit, her grandfather. Yeah. Where did where yeah. does he get that sharp mind? Because you know, and it's not that because he 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 can't be smart, but where you know was that something intuition that he he fixes everything in that damn village? Mm -hmm. Anything that you yeah. give it to him, and, and if it, and there's people by the way like that, you know, that just give anything, they could make anything out of any parts. You know, I wanted to see that there. I wanted to see also um, why is the grandmother such a like a tribal leader kind of there in that yeah. city in that in Oklahoma? You know. 
what set her apart? Do they know that she's gifted with with as a healer and you know, or, or the gift that she has from her ancestors? So I kind of would like to see an Echo season two. Um, maybe that's as far it could go. But the Defenders, it, I thought the Defenders was a really short for the Netflix series. I watched it again, and at the end, I was mad short, and they, they left me wanting more. So I kind of want to see the, you know, they left me wanting more of the Defenders there. So I'm a little bit torn in both. I want to say both, but if I had to choose one, yeah. Give me the defenders. Yeah, I'm thinking, but then, but then there's the caveat of that, and I asked you that too before I can go on to that. Would you like to see Echo season two, or would you like to see a, a defenders connected with Echo? I think I want it to be more organic. Like I will say, yeah. I'd love to see if they incorporate dragons, like that whole connection to the, um, the underworld the, and everything. Yeah. I love to see if they incorporate that. Um, there were dragons but, in the defenders too, so we can. That can yeah, there you go. Back. So if I, maybe the defenders would be a good way to like I think for the Echo series maybe that could be like the community kind of learning how to how deal with the powers or something like that you know True. these new this new connection to the ancestors or something and then the defender series could kind of be Echo continuing to come into her own and be like all right I, I defended my my own people and now yeah. I got to go defend my other home because yeah because like spiritually her ancestors would come on and say hey you have to fight this battle like tremendous yeah. thing because it's something small this yeah. is also something i wanted to say as well do everything that's happening that kingpin went out and this is going to connect to daredevil born again i also forgot what happened in secret wars mm. where the whole scroll thing happened and everyone's shooting at everybody because everyone thinks everyone's a scroll so that's like a whole different factors of things that are happening that may, the kingpin is perfectly jumping now here's the thing I want to ask you now. We're going to delve into Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again before we get out of here. Mm. Who would you like to see come out, Kevin, and cameos? I would love to see Spider-Man come out. Like I would love to see Spider-Man come out because he he came out in the Spider-Man movie, so it's only fair that at least. But at the same time, he doesn't remember his name anymore, so it kind of sucks. But either way, for me, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. For you, Kevin, who do you want to come out as a, as a cameo? They got the money for it. They have the money for it, damn. And remember, they, they did a whole series. They, they they did Daredevil: Born Again last year. They already did that. And right, right. Everything in a rated R standpoint now, because that was a Disney standpoint. Right. So now that you know that this is a rated R Daredevil: Born Again, who do you want to come out? Wow, that's a good one because you said Spider Man was one of the first ones you could think of. Actually, we'd like to see if, if there's any connection whatsoever with Doctor Strange. Because remember, they're in New York, and if no, there is any, Doctor Strange is gone. He's doing he's doing uh the the the, the multiverse thing with that woman at the end with Charlie. Oh, you're right. He's gone. He's yeah, he's gone. gone. No, thank he's you gone. for putting putting it on. So that uh, takes him out of the question. I don't want to see Wong. Please don't give me Wong. No. Please, I know. Thank you. Um, you know that to me, that's like a cheap ripoff from the Wish app. Uh, <laughs> um, damn, man. If you want to go ahead and skip me for one second so I can think of it real quick. Yeah, I'm really, you got me there. Yeah. It is a good question. I would say my immediate response is Kahori, Kahori because I do think they kind of share that conviction. That's where, you know, you were saying, why would she be called to New York? Like, yeah. I think going back to this whole multiversal idea, like, yeah there is this kind of call to action and that's where that's where they share a likeness and that like 
Kaori's conviction to come back from that, you know, realm with her people was like, I need to protect the people that are still suffering. So it's like, okay. I think it would be interesting if, like we said, she's in a totally different universe, yeah, right? Yeah, totally different universe. But who, you know, who's to say that she wouldn't be like, like how Captain Carter was kind of pulled through and yeah. what if to a different universe? Right. Yeah. Maybe it's like she's needed here. And she theoretically could be immortal too because of the. Um, I think she is. Because, I think she is because, like, remember they said, like, the more you eat that place, the more you just live forever. You never die. You never, like, yeah. so I think they're just, they just live for. That's a good point. So, yeah, it'd be cool if she just showed up and was, yeah. like, you know, just out of a portal or something. It's like, hey, you guys needed me. Like, we can make her live action. It's not that hard to do. But that'd be cool. I mean, if not, if not for me, like, I, I, if, if Spider Man wouldn't come, I would love for more. Like, first of all, I want to see Punisher. I think Punisher is going to pop out there anyway. But I would like to see Blade. Mm. At least a teaser at the end of like Blade's in New York because he heard something bad happened and he's in New York when Daredevil's like, okay, we finally beat whatever. Da, 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 da. Because again, this series is going to be based on Fisk against yeah. the Vigilantes. Or what about Shang-Chi? What was he doing? Shang-Chi as well. That's perfect. Perfect. That's because of the perfect. Hand. Yeah. Because of the hand. You got it perfect. Because I didn't yeah. feel the movie. I wasn't really into too much of the movie too much. Like, yeah. It was okay. But but to see him in New York with the hand and going after yeah. that, you hit that hair perfect. Yeah, that'd be and, awesome. And technically, he's in New York because Bruce was in New York. And Wong was in New York. So he's actually technically in New York. Yeah. Yes. Shang-Chi. I like that. Shang-Chi, perfect. 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 Because, yeah. like, I don't want to see the Mandarin guy, the fake Mandarin guy. I don't want to see his ass. Mm. Whatever. I don't want to see him. Um, I would like to see Bullseye. I would like to see Jigsaw if he's still alive. I don't know if he is alive or not, but I would like to see that. Yeah, um, he is. He is. I would like to see that. Mm -hmm. I would. Hell, I would like to see more. Remember in the She-Hulk, there was this like this. There was this construction crew guys that had like all the Odin stuff. Bring them back. There's like they're they're like a running gag in comics. Like they always pop up and they get their ass kicked. But you can really delve into more if you want to make them more gritty like you make the construction crew more gritty like that i want to see squirrel girl mm. i want to see there's a lot of superheroes in new york ghost rider i want to see um electra but i want to see if they recast her and how they would do it with other different yeah. direction and she's I, dead in, yeah she died in defenders so you got to kind of like yeah i but did love her in daredevil though yes yeah, she was good at Daredevil, but she died in Defender. So I'm like, you can work it out. Like, it's, it's, if there's no body, again, there was no body for Kingpin. So there's no body at all and nothing like that. But I think Shang-Chi is a good point. I would love to see Ghost Rider as well. That'd be cool. Like, this, you have a Ghost Rider actor, so you can bring him in. Like, Daredevil Board again can be a resurgence yeah. of, of Marvel that they need. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, I don't mind watching 18 episodes of Daredevil. But you shouldn't make 18 episodes of just Daredevil. No. That's the dumbest thing ever. You can do nine, make like you can do you can do it like Mando season three. You can have like not sorry, it's not, not Mando season three, a Boba Fett. You can Boba have Fett. like four episodes of Boba Fett and then four episodes of Mando. Mm -hmm. Work it out. Do nine episodes of Daredevil and nine of the episodes of special guest stars. I like that. Yeah. Sprinkle, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this will this could as as well delve into what happened to Luke Cage at the end at the end of season two, what happened to Jessica Jones at the end of season one, what happened to what happened to, to Iron Fist at the end of that stupid series. He has two guns now. That's a whole other crap crap. 
you Daredevil can do that. Daredevil can go over there and say, hey, I'm going to shut you down, Luke Cage, because like, yeah, you're the crime boss of Harlem, but like that you shouldn't do that. Hey, Iron Fist, you really should be using guns. Hey, Jessica Jones, stop destroying property. I'm, I'm getting freaking call from lawyer offices. I got to charge you. Like you can really delve into that. Mm. Hey, Fisk, you're the mayor, but I know damn well you're an evil bastard. I, what something tells me that with the what you just said about lawyers, we're gonna mm. get to see She Hulk is gonna be part of this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That I was gonna. I, I didn't think I, I wanted to say it because I don't want it to be manifesting. He didn't like how the show turned. It out, sucked. Right? Ass. I know. It, it was a com- it was a different comedy type of thing from yes. the yeah. and then the, the director openly said that she trolled the fans on purpose. I'm like, all right, screw you, kiss yeah. my ass. But she would be good for the defenders. Yeah. Not under, under not- a different director, yeah, sure. No, under this one. No, 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 no. If yeah. I'm saying like the She-Hulk show was kind of like sat- satire, then I'd like to see it in a yeah. different light. She's like, right. yeah, in, in the She-Hulk, she bangs everybody, but that's not a thing about that. Like she does fight when she needs to. She doesn't need to be in the Midnight Suns. She needs to be in the Defenders because she needs a lawyer. Mm -hmm. They need a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, they need a lawyer. And I know Mm -hmm. Wilson Fisk is going to try every way possible to make sure Daredevil doesn't say one word about what he does because that was the the deal. You leave my shit alone, I leave leave, your shit alone. I leave Vanessa alone, yeah. Exactly. But now that that Wilson Fisk is the mayor, the deal's off. Right. The deal's off. So now we got to feel the consequence. And again, that could also be a spoiler for ladies and gentlemen and everyone watching at the end of daredevil board again wilskin fisk loses but victoria i mean sorry vanessa becomes the queen pin which has been which has happened in the comics yeah yes just taken yes. over yes so i would like that and that's 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 the type of like villain i like a person that didn't want to have that shit, but by circumstances of you destroying my man i'm coming oh, yeah. back and right. I'm taking my shit. Right. So I like that. I do like the born again. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end it here. We're, we're already done two hours. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I got to clip this like crazy. What are your expectations for Marvel as a whole, Kevin? Final thoughts? Well, my whole right now, I'm enjoying what we're watching. We're doing these reviews. We're seeing the what ifs. We're, you know, now season three is coming up. We invested. We want more. Um, like you said, She Hulk left a little bit of a negative taste. Now with these new series, we want to see more. We want to see more where Echo leads into. You know, I, I also want to say I appreciate it that they gave us all the episodes. We'd have to wait week to week, wait after week, week after week. They gave them all kind of a lot Netflix. You could you want to binge watch it, you're able to binge watch it, you know, in a row like that. I like that. I also like the what if was one every day uh for nine days. I I I like that direction there for Disney, especially if you're paying, if you're asking us to pay. Don't make us wait, you know. For that, yeah. put it on that on terrestrial TV, and we could watch it there. I digress, but all in all, I like the direction Marvel's going. Um, there's at least their series are very intriguing, very exciting. Uh, we know they do good cinema, but I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or budget, whatever. They got to get back to that same wow factor with the cinema in the movie. So let's you know let's let's give it, let's give it an excuse for the pandemic or, or the writing, the the strikes, whatever. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm now. I'm looking forward to some movies coming up now in the near future. But the direction of Marvel and Mar and Marvel Spotlight, by the way. So now, when they do Marvel Spotlight, maybe that is with those 18 episodes. They're gonna spotlight certain characters. Maybe yeah. we see a Jessica Drake, um, now involved in the, with the Defenders or in that series. There, 
let's just hope i really like that when they're doing that and expanding so i'm i'm for it i'm excited for marvel always anything has to do marvel with comics i'm always mm -hmm. there viewing and i can't say that it was disappointing i really enjoyed it yeah i did too final thoughts <laughs> i think as a whole i hope it gets better i wanted to get better again we got the what if series we have all these other things coming out right now we have all we have deadpool coming out in about a year and a half we have the Avengers coming out in two years. We have John the Avengers or not. We're still getting it. It's already been sealed. In. No one said anything else. So we're just going to go on with it. Let's go. Screw it. Let's, yep. let's just freaking do this. And I want more, as you said, Kevin, Marvel spotlights. If you don't, if you found a way to get away from the campy Mickey Mouse Disney that you're trying to do, just Marvel spotlight it. Yeah. But, and I say, I'm going to get really close, really close when I say this. <laughs> Don't let Sony touch shit. Stay away, Sony. You know why? Fantastic. Just, Four just make, things. just make us our devices and our TVs. Jeez, thank you, man, and some good tires, ladies and gentlemen. That was that was Coquito Underground Marvel Echo series review. Thank you for watching. Two hours of wonderful analysis and breakdowns. It was very great, Kevin. Once again, un placer. Wonderfully, like always. Mrs. Cardala, thank you once again for passing yes. by here. Please tell everyone where you can find you, BX Sports of Jedi course. Camp. And by thank the way, you. all the links down below the description. Say that. No, I so said thank you guys for having me. Of course. Of course. Hopefully, this is not the first and last time. So, because this was oh, good. Yeah, this was that. phenomenal. Um, you can find me at Sports Jedi Network. Of course, we do the here with Coquito Underground, doing the Marvel reviews. Of course, all the sports, wrestling, and all, all different types. Um, you can find us also anywhere you get your audio platform. Sports Jedi Network. We'll put this about tomorrow. will be on the audio platform. If you missed it, yeah. you can listen to it. But but we ask you to encourage you to hit like, subscribe to both the channels. And so we can continue and hear your feedback. Give your comments on the below if you want us to do anything different or if you want us to change something or, your, or give us your thoughts because feedback is a plus And we appreciate because you took your time to listen to us and allow us to entertain you. So really appreciate it. And we want to acknowledge you for that time. So thank you again. May the sports be with you. This is BX Sports Jedi Kevin saying gracias. Gracias. Before we go, me and my wonderful wife have a special person that we like to give thanks for being around us. And if anyone has a Google button, fewer discretions advised. So, I say this now, your discretion is advised, you Google is at your own risk, but it's, it's a good surprise. Stay healthy, stay happy, welcome to Kukito Underground, welcome to the end, welcome to the beginning, find love, and find the finish. Bye. <laughs>